This is the Horrible Podcast with your hosts, Andy Foster and Lucas Peterson. Totally not a robot. Welcome to the Horrible Podcast. My name is Andy Foster and I'm with Lucas Peterson. And this is episode four where we talk about society. <laughs> society, a true fucking modern classic. Um, for us, uh, prior to getting into it, Leave a uh, rating or review on iTunes, uh, etc. Please subscribe. Uh, you know, always helps out. Uh, follow us on social media. We got Instagram. We got Facebook. We got all the the cool shit that the Zoomers like. Uh, and then uh, we actually have a schedule now. We have a set schedule. We're gonna start doing a new episode the last Friday of every month. Uh, so expect that. And if it doesn't happen, put that shit on Lucas. That's <laughs> not my fault. That's right. That's right. My responsibility. Uh, I got to crack the whip on you, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But uh, this episode, we decided to bring in a special guest. Uh, Jeff, do you want to you talk a little bit about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> not particularly. <laughs> like, no? Uh, well, yeah. here's about me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, we can say that he does employ both of our significant others, uh, and he... Uh, but we're not runs. sucking it up. No. We're not sucking up. We're oh, I paid dear. No. I paid dearly to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to pay after. Yeah, <laughs> I spend uh, probably about as much time around Megan as you do, my Megan, and uh, so I know. I know the the struggle. You feel here. the feel the pain. <laughs> feel the pain. Yeah, like I said earlier, I could say that because I know she's not listening anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the one she listens to. Exactly. Hi, because I'm on it. Yeah. yeah. But she does hate society. I've made her watch it so many times. Well, that's why she hates it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. No, uh, we're super excited to have uh, Jeff join us along on this episode. Uh, I made him. Does Jeff have a last name? Yes. I, I don't know yes, Jeff's last name. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was going to let you say it. I was like, oh, shit. I even have him in my phone as Jeff Salon. <laughs> Webster. <laughs> Webster. Boom. Thank you. We're going to cut that out, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the first episode where I couldn't remember your last name. Oh, yeah. You did kind of space out. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right, though. I do that same stuff. When, yeah. I, when I'm when i running into people, I forget who they were in the mall, and here's uh, my wife, and I'm going to introduce them. I'm like, this is my wife, Debbie. Uh-huh. And then I just let them finish. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Yeah, because I have no idea who that is. Uh-huh. Like I said, we're talking about society. Now, society is the movie for the 1%. It's so fitting for for the times right now. You know, we've got Occupy Wall Street, which happened like 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not still going on. <laughs> so timely. What era are you in? <laughs> um, no, uh, but uh, talking a little bit about society, I guess. Jumping into it. So uh, it was directed by Brian Usna. Uh, Brian Usna is um, uh, started out actually originally as a producer, and he self-funded his own move to Hollywood to get into his uh, to get into film, and actually spent a lot of his own money and borrowed money in order to get some of his films off the ground. Most of them are all pretty much within the low budget variety. Sounds like John Waters. Yeah, sounds very similar to John Waters, but yeah, okay. except John Waters really had he was doing all that shit himself from the get-go right he got a camera when he was young from his family and then just started filming everything started writing movies from there but yeah so not to the not to the same extent but he did 
fund his own move into Hollywood and then get into films. It's pretty interesting to just hear him say, yeah, and I started making films. <laughs> Do it if you can. Yeah. I'd love to. Whatever works. Yeah. That's your thing. But he originally got into produ- uh, producing, actually, because he uh, he says he was told that the producers are the boss. And so he produced films, but then later came to, to find out that the directors get all the credit instead. So he decided to try his hand in directing, and that's where Society came about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've seen another movie that does a real good dig on that. It's called uh, Wag the Dog. Wag the Dog. Okay, yeah. you, you've been talking about that one. Yeah, to... but that's a totally different subject. It's like the producer's revenge. Oh. You know? Nice. Fuck you, directors. All right. Are we going to put society aside and talk about where <laughs> No, <dog>? shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's such an ass. Punch yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, we're across the table now. You kid, you kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Usna actually hit it out of the park with Reanimator, which is definitely one that we're going to talk about another another time. Maybe we, we bring Jeff back in for that one. But uh, that was actually directed by Stuart Gordon, um, and he produced on that one uh so uh with that though he knew that studios would be locked it, it it was a great success it's actually one of my favorite films of all time um but he knew studios would uh, be locked down for a bride of reanimator type sequel and so he actually cut a two film movie deal with a studio uh to actually fund his career into making his directorial debut but he made the bride of reanimator the second film out of the two so that if he really fucked up the first one if he royally fucked it up he still had a chance to fall back on bride of reanimator pretty great i think he's pretty fucking smart dude he needs more confidence yeah that's what i'm saying exactly (laughs) (laughs) now i think that's a pretty confident thing to say is like hey if i fuck up this first one at least i still got a chance to make it up in the second exactly so okay i can see it that way from there, Yuzna went on to direct such esteemed films as Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Oh, yeah. You guys remember uh, that class? So I've seen the whole series. You've seen the whole series? No. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Oh, come on now. Oh, that's right. Why did I even say that? Because <laughs> you don't like horror in general. So. <laughs> and then Welcome to the Horrorful Podcast, where we talk about uh, horror. Yeah. Um, but then he did Return of the Living Dead 3. I fucking love that whole series. It's great. Return of the Living Dead's great. I think I've seen the first one of that, and that's about it. Yeah. I, I've not seen two or three. Well, the second one is is essentially a remake with oh. a full cast again. It's pretty weird. But then uh, uh, the third one's great, uh, and Yuzna directed that one. Is that where he fights Mr. T? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yep, yep. <laughs> third one. It's uh, my favorite. Clubber Lang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, you actually do know this movie? <laughs> no. Oh, God. Lucas. <laughs> I'm not picking up on it. <laughs> you tout being Italian too, and you don't know the Italian stallion. Yeah, yeah. What, mm. Where am I not missing? Am I missing the joke? Okay, fine. Forget <laughs> it. I'll get the joke in the playback. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll come back. <laughs> um, for our viewers who may be uh, as inclined as Lucas and deprived on the Rocky films, Mr. T was in Rocky Three, and he played Clubber Lang. Oh, that's, that's what you that's did. Okay, joke. we were just talking about Rocky <laughs> earlier, too. Damn it. God. See, I'll explain your joke so you don't have I to. Pre- that <laughs> works out so much better for me. <laughs> uh, Sorry. He also did The Dentist. Is that is that familiar? No. No? No? I remember walking through Blockbuster as a kid and seeing the cover. It's it's like uh, she's got like, uh, uh, what do they call it, scalpel blades? For where her teeth are, 
<laughs> like like you need an extra incentive to just hate the dentist. <laughs> no, right. As a kid, you're seeing that in Blockbuster. Yeah. 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 As a as a fucking <laughs> child, I'm like, oh, is he gonna do that show? <laughs> that one I actually haven't seen. Silent Night, Daily Night uh, four. I haven't seen either, but I've seen a couple of the other Silent Night, Daily Nights, and they're great. Uh, but he also did Necronomicon, The Book of the Dead. Oh. Which I actually love. How do you spell that? <laughs> Necronomicon. Oh, <laughs> buddy, buddy. Uh, this should have been a prerequisite. Least, before we start this podcast, you got to at least watch Evil Dead. Oh. Have you seen Evil Dead? Nope. Never seen? Okay. All right. That'll be one. I keep adding more to your list. I know. See? <laughs> this is good for you. Good that's what, for that's us. why people don't talk to me. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> people don't talk to me because I come later with a list and, like, these are all the ones that I, I told you to watch. Have you watched them yet? Damn it. Uh, that one I actually like, though, uh, but I'm a sucker for anything with Jeffrey Combs in it, um, and he actually also plays H.P. Lovecraft. So um, a lot of ties with H.P. Lovecraft, if you guys are familiar, if you guys know Cthulhu, um, the story of Cthulhu. He's an old writer. He's an old horror <laughs> Jeff writer. Jeff and I are just looking at each other. We're just like... <laughs> I was like, H&R Puff and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I remember that. Here. Gryffindor. Hufflepuff. <laughs> no, H.P. Lovecraft was a writer, I think, 1890s? Late 1800s, something like that. I, I like how he still asks me, like, I, like <laughs> <No>. he <laughs> validates doesn't, Validate doesn't, doesn't realize that I didn't know in the first place. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Sorry, I'm more of asking myself and looking at you. At I appreciate time. that. Okay. Yes, in, engaging you in the in the conversation. Uh, <laughs> but late 1800s, he was a, uh, a horror writer. He's actually he's actually incredibly racist too, which is um, a pretty weird thing to add on right now. Now I'm thinking about it, I'd probably shouldn't have said anything because <laughs> he is what he is well whatever. there's a new hbo series uh that has to do with hp lovecraft stories but it's all it's an all black cast oh okay why don't i why don't <laughs> yes. i know all of this <laughs> <laughs> i feel so deprived in my knowledge of movies now from there though either way it's a great one well, maybe we'll watch it some other time but uh then he also did faust which is one that it's got his moments but it's it's a pretty rough one. We've got a, a great back catalog. Uh, from there, though, he actually went on to produce and co-create uh, with Stuart Gordon, the guy I'd mentioned earlier that directed Reanimator, a little series that you might have heard of called Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Gotcha. Um, one point for Jeff. Yeah. Can you guys imagine uh, these guys making anything for Disney after watching Society? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why? Uh, yeah. That's r- really a stretch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But obviously great. I, I love those two combined. Uh, they make gold. Absolute gold. Because uh, they also did From Beyond. Great one, too. Um, either way, I'm I'm talking at you guys at this fucking point. <laughs> well, I, I just I I love that they actually brought Kirk Cameron in to play the lead. It was pretty amazing. It was a great idea. Now I'm missing out on the joke. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the special viewpoint of being my age because Kirk Cameron looks very similar to him. Always played the wholesome kind of uh, Rick Moranis. No, Kirk. Oh. Kirk Cameron. Well, you're saying looks like him. Did you? Did you no, mean looks, looks like. like no, not no. I'm back. I'm. Oh shit! Back okay, on, was right. actually on the movie that we were supposed to be talking about. Oh, you're talking Billy Warlock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, no, it's my fault. It's my fault. I'm like, we got to society, and then I'm, I'm still thinking about how to attract kids. 
<laughs> I was too. So <laughs> uh, you say you say Billy Warlock looks like Kirk Cameron. Damn. Uh, I'd have to see him side by side. I, I can see it. I'm just pissed he said that. No, that's, that's oh, that's all. There's more to you come. You have There's, now yeah. destroyed him. Yeah, it's all right. I told you honest opinions. And nothing would hurt my feelings if you didn't like Man. it, but I think I lied. <laughs> Comparing anything I like to Kirk Cameron is a little bit of a, a slap. <laughs> well, there's more to come. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, well, going into the cast, since we segued so beautifully from, from Jeff over here. That's uh, I'm here for. So we have our cast split into the younger the kids, uh, quote-unquote kids. They're all high school students and then the adults. And with the kids, our lead is actually Billy Warlock, who plays Bill Whitney. Um, A.K.A. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> I see it. Like I said, I'm just mad that you, you fucking put that in my head. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, and uh, actually, Billy Warlock himself was on Happy Days. Uh, he was on uh, the Days of Our Lives for quite a period of time. And actually, you could probably talk a little bit about this. Um, they seem to suggest that soap operas were um, not as discounted as they are nowadays, as it were back when, yeah, when Billy I mean, himself was on it. It was definitely, I don't want to even say an investment, because I feel like for the soap operas, they kind of, they moved so slow that you could take a month off, come back, and pretty easily oh, reestablish your position. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, you know, they're they're thirty minute chunks of mm. of TV, so it's it's a lot, but I guess not mm. that much with commercials and everything else inserted. But yeah, so it was easy to easy to uh, yeah. pick up and come back to. So you're saying it's like Breaking Bad. Hey. Uh, oh, hey! <laughs> I probably just pissed off a good fan base, uh, a good portion of our fan base. Definitely a fan of Breaking Bad. Yeah, I just, I my just, man, I just happen to think that Breaking Bad, it, like stuff happens in the first five minutes, and then nothing happens for forty minutes. I feel like we've had this conversation for the last how many five times? Minutes. I'm, I'm gonna keep hammering at home. Mm, I'm a hater. Get you to watch hater. It. The first five minutes definitely always the best in Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Move on, sir. Okay, all right, all right. Back wow. to society. Uh, so, a little bit more about uh, Billy Warlock. He's, he's actually the son of Dick Warlock, which is a pretty fucking badass name. <laughs> I wish my name was Dick Warlock. I thought Billy Warlock was pretty fucking badass. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Dick, War- Dick Warlock. Now, uh, he was actually uh, industry as well. He was a stuntman for a lot of John Carpenter's films and actually even portrayed Michael Myers in Halloween 2. He was the shape. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This guy looks so familiar, and I had to look like all through IMDb, and I could not find like that predominant role where it was like, "Yep, that's what he was in." Yeah. He was just in a lot of. Yeah, I he's don't even know what three grade. seasons of Baywatch. May well, I don't he, know. I don't remember watching watch Baywatch. I don't think so, but maybe that's where I know him from. He's the he's the, like the Howard brother. The Howard brother? Uh, Ron Howard's brother. Oh, Clint. Was, uh, Clint, Clint, ha- Howard. Clint Howard that was always in all the movies just <laughs> randomly would show up. But all these major movies and, you know, recognizable. Like, like, we know why you're on here. Yeah. You don't get the talent, but you get the brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, like I mentioned, too, uh, Baywatch. He was on three seasons of Baywatch. And actually, you know, funny thing is uh, I heard that he was in Baywatch, uh, but I think it was the end of last year, I went to the bar with uh, some family, and I actually, at the bar we were at, it's over, um, gosh, 
but uh, by Dave, David Hasselhoff's house. Uh, yeah, by David Hasselhoff. That makes sense. But uh, they had it on the TVs, and then all of a sudden, fucking Billy Warlock pops up. I'm like. Holy shit! Is that society? <laughs> Are we watching society on the beach? Right. Hey, I remember. I think we were there. Were you? I with think me? that was up in the colony that one night. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure because it took you a while to figure out. You were I was like, like, what? In the what? Fuck? The one. Yeah. And then that the night was a guy that? hooker. The that was a different night. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, which night though? Because it's a lot of <laughs> so nights. many. It's so a lot of many nights. nights. <laughs> so many hookers. <laughs> Uh, talking more about Baywatch, uh, Billy was actually in- engaged to Erica Aleniak. Let uh, me guess, she wore a red swimsuit, mm-hmm. had big oh boobs. My God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Pamela. Okay, Sorry. this is not okay. Pamela Anderson. But she was a co-star on Baywatch for some time. But you guys probably know her, uh, maybe as uh, you know the gorgeous girl from The Blob, uh, or probably really know her as Ellie May from the Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, well the the movie not the tv series okay that's a little off the the time there i was like wait i'm trying to work the timeline out in my head (laughs) (laughs) as a young lad i watched the beverly hillbillies (laughs) i don't remember that tv show either Mm. (laughs) i never watched it no i think that probably got like a two share that's boomer show right there i'm sorry i'm gonna keep making digs on He just takes all opportunities. Uh, uh, um, going on, though, we also have uh, Devin DeVasquez plays Clarissa Carland, who is mm-hmm. his love interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, have there been many in the movies that we watched so far? That <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> we haven't really talked about that. I mean, Billy, Billy, Billy playing himself did a pretty yeah. good job. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I love him in society. I think he's fantastic. He hams it up perfect. It's what you, what I feel like you would get from taking a soap opera actor and then putting him into a movie where he's like, I kind of don't know what the fuck is happening, but I guess it's paying. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm just going to read my lines. Get to drive a cool Jeep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. Pretty, that Jeep, that Jeep would cool. still be cool. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Probably even thing, more cool now. Yeah. Because yeah. you vintage look. Mm-hmm. Vintage 80s. Everything 80s is coming back. Oh, great. So, <laughs> Jeff was thinking about his, his it's pompadour. P- yeah, it's PTSD <laughs> 80s. Very reliving it. Nom style. He's thinking of his uh, uh, flock of seagulls haircut. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tried to run so far away from that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, now I got that joke. Oh, me too. Cla- um, Clarissa. So I have to say... When I was watching the movie, all I could think is, why is he, this is Sheila E. This is totally Sheila E. I, you know, I don't know whether it's just the time or whatever. And then I was reading the notes and apparently she date, dated Prince. So I'm like, I, I oh. guess I, I, I mean, I wasn't for that far off. Hey, well, good thing we brought Jeff on this one. I didn't even fucking know that. that and, find that, huh? hey, wow. I, I would say also top, she, she's involved in top favorite m- moment of the movie where she actually goes basic instinct before basic mm-hmm. instinct and just pulled out the carpet and, and went out there. I I had to appreciate that. Yeah. Are you fucking reading my notes, man? Is that, is no. Do I gotta turn the screen over? Oh, seriously? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Even a part of the, uh, even part of uh, some of the special features. I was, you know, take a plug for a plug for Arrow Video for putting out this beautiful steelbook 
with oh you don't have the video up yet uh no, <laughs> no but it was funny absolutely fantastic release on this uh, <laughs> uh i i got very familiar with this over the weekend not not in that way Wait. Lucas. come on bro, uh, dude. Uh, come on man look that's at that. the poster we are admiring the cover yeah which is the poster of the movie yeah. You listening in, go Google the poster. Yeah. Well, there are a couple posters. There are three posters. Uh, uh, there's this one, which is pretty common. It's actually just a, they hired a studio to do a drawing, and it's just a drawing of two random people. They, they have absolutely nothing to do with the film. That's not even the people see. in the movie? No. It looks vaguely like that's Billy Warlock, and then vaguely like his sister in oh. the movie. Yeah, I thought that's who that was. No. Okay. Well, that's no. weird. Then there's another poster that has Billy's face like in the middle, and then it's got Devin on one side, and then a, a, I think it's the judge on the other side, and then it's them peeling off their faces as well and just says society. Um, and then I can't, uh, couldn't find which DVD release it was. But then there's one with uh, the infamous butt head <laughs> front and center. On oh, my that. God. And it is... Oh, it's so fucking great too. Uh, if anybody wants to send me a copy of that DVD, please do. But I'm not. I'm not going to buy it. I actually but saw one extra copy out of Japan. I think. Yeah. Which just had Godzilla in the back. No, I'm just. Oh, kidding. nice. <laughs> the Godzilla, the Godzilla butthead version. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Going after the rump roast. Uh, yeah. No. As part of the special features in here that I uh, uh, actually listened to, Devin herself said that she did the Basic Instinct before. Before she did as well, right? So she did the that the, okay. the uncrossing of the legs, and then I couldn't remember the, the year. I knew it was kind of close, yeah. but I was like, I mean, it was dead on. So yeah. Now, granted, Basic Instinct had a wider, uh, yeah. wider audience than, than Society did. A little wider view, <laughs> too. <laughs> yes, I'm just gonna say. I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's well, true. you inspecting it quite a bit. You what? You freeze frame on the on the DVD and. Then, Right at the right yep. Hey, this, there's a this is a no judgment zone. That's true. <laughs> I mean, because that's what I did. So yeah, <laughs> Zoom. pulled it up on YouTube later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's the best thing about an iPad. You just zoom, <laughs> zoom. Um, no, but to what you're saying about Devin DeVasquez, though, uh, I mean, you might wonder why this this girl in this B to C tier horror movie and and i'm talking about in release not in how much i love it because it's definitely an a um an a release but uh she was a playboy playmate oh really she was june 1985 she's a playboy playmate she's 15 Whoa. uh <laughs> i think she's a little older than that but no he was oh, 15. You were 15 oh god ah, I was like, wow you what are you doing man <laughs> he was really growing oh, up. I should. Andy's like I wasn't born yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually was not. I was not. Thanks for thanks for reminding me. Uh, <laughs> beard stroke. But, yeah, thanks for reminding me. She actually though went on to appear on Married with Children. We got another tie-in to Married with Children. Charles, uh Devin DeVasquez. Uh, what was the first Clarissa? Clarissa got what was the first tie-in? Chelsea. Um, what was that? What was the first oh, tie-in? Uh, Pink flamingos. Uh, we talked about it last last episode because Divine was actually mm. cast to be on the show, uh, okay. but died the weekend before they were supposed to start filming a the scene. The day yeah. before, yeah. literally. Wow. A really yeah. sad story. Really, really sad. Uh, then she went on to do Can't Buy Me Love. Now that one, oh. I don't know that movie. I have oh. no idea what that movie is. Oh, what? yeah. yeah. yeah That's a great movie. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. yeah. You're serious. No, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I liked that show. Back I don't in the remember day. it uh, quite. It was a movie. I thought it was supposed to be a movie. Well, 
show, oh, okay. movie. <laughs> right. Listen, I know words mean things. You're the kind of person that calls your SUV a truck, aren't you? I, yeah, <laughs> Megan's truck. Scherz is a truck. Yes, yes, I do. I'm just kidding. No, I don't remember uh, like in detail that movie, but I do remember it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've never seen it. But it was before you were born. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. But uh, uh, I would watch it with her in it. I know. I know what you guys are talking about. I think she's a fantastic actress. She does as good as you possibly could in in a film like this. But uh, on top of that, you know, talk a little bit later in the films. Uh, even though she was a Playboy playmate, she actually claimed that the love scene was kind of awkward because she'd only really done nude still photography, obviously with Playboy before. But actually, Yuzna in the um, commentary on the movie. I watched a whole movie with, with his commentary on it. He actually su- suggested that she was really comfortable with it. So I don't know who's, who's taking It's probably best to take her opinion on it, but... <laughs> she looked comfortable. Yeah. Until she, you know, I rotated was, her whole body yeah, around. Right. Are you Four kidding me? That's, I was like, flexible. <laughs> 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 offers, up, offers up some dis- different possibilities. That's I mean, for sure. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'll say I was comfortable watching it. I'll yeah. Say that. I'll say that. <laughs> um, no, but to actually even on top of Prince, if that if that bit about Prince is yes, I'm assuming it is. I, in the show notes. In the show notes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, actually, that I didn't have. So you're finding shit. Well, it's on the it, it's on the internet. <laughs> you know, it's got to be true. Everything's got to be true from the internet. <laughs> well, uh, there was uh, a part of the commentary too where Brian Usna talks about um, Devin dating Sylvester Stallone at the time of. Uh, filming as well and actually called Stallone on her cell phone one night at the start of their shooting for the movie and briefly had him you know talk to Brian Usna but uh, bragged to Stallone uh, Stallone that she was a part uh, that she got a part that he didn't think that she would get so it makes me wonder how much dating you know whether Mm. she was like the the four string that he's you know uh, okay you're not gonna get this part but all right yeah (laughs) Which is unfortunate because I, I absolutely love her in this movie. But now, uh, outside of that, though, the cast—you uh, know—we've got um, Jenny Whitney who plays, uh, or Jenny Whitney who is Billy Billy, Billy Madison's sister. Yeah, Billy Madison. <laughs> this is an all Adam Sandler podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do want to get us to watch Jack and Jill one time because that's a true horror movie uh, that I think everybody did. Could get in on. All right. Well, uh, I guess we didn't even truly talk about what we're spinning, what we're sipping on here, uh, but we do have for us our representation of society. The film uh, we have some Balvini Double Wood. It is the twelve year, and uh, thought you know we're talking about such a highly refined movie. Why not have a very refined drink? Uh, it's the drink of the elites, right? We're um, the aristocrats um, here. Sure. Uh-huh. Cheers, guys. Cheers. I can't drink much of this. It's okay. I saw you slamming it earlier. You're just you're just me either. You're just being coy. I gotta take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> he says as he's in his third glass. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, and then uh I, I guess we could talk a little bit more about the cast as we go, especially because honestly, the cast aren't in a whole lot of other films. Uh, the only the only one I could really see that went on it to do a bit more was uh, Clint Howard. Blanchard. Clint Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to let you shit on celebrities. You're, you're like a, the male Joan Rivers. No, no, no. I had... Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw us off track. Oh, no, that's great. We, we don't have a format on this. 
But uh, yeah, so David Blanchard, uh, the character that plays um, Billy Warlock's sister's ex-boyfriend, he actually went on to go and produce some produce some movies, and um, and then I think he directed one or two. But other than that, the cast weren't uh, weren't in a whole lot of other films, so it's pretty pretty tough to find some detail on them. But now I guess that we're we're on IG Live, we can I give you guys the synopsis. So we'll go into what I wrote for the synopsis for the movies, and you guys can tell me if this gives some background on the film, but doesn't give too much away. Bill Whitney is just your average high school senior from Beverly Hills who is trying to find his place in society, but finds out his family is just a little different than they appear to be on the surface. <laughs> I think that was pretty good. <laughs> Dead I pulled, on. I pulled Dead a little on. South Park on that, yeah, a little bit of Randy Marsh. Dead on. You got close. But yeah, so what, what do you guys think? Does it sound... Sound about right. What you yeah. what you what you got from the film without giving too much away? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I, I I mean I have my comedic synopsis, but <laughs> it's pretty much uh, scene one. Sweaty Kirk Cameron walks into a room. Okay, that's all I have. That's great. I'm yeah. glad you're breaking it down scene by scene. Um, scene one. With that, uh, last time we talked a little bit about the soundtrack, too. Lucas, did you have anything to say about this soundtrack? What I, did you think about this one? It's another movie where I didn't I didn't really notice music. Yeah. I noticed some sounds, but I didn't notice music. I Van Halen, that was surprising. When they <laughs> came in there, I was like, where the fuck is that oh, coming from? The only thing I noticed was those weird, uh, whatever that instrument is, where they run across with all those little things that... You know, get smaller as it. Oh, like in oh. Uh, the wind chimes, right? Are they wind chimes? Sure, yeah. wind chimes. Yeah, they, wind they, chimes. they kept doing that at the most strangest moments, and I was just like, "This is really bizarre." Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be all like serious and whatnot, and then you get that. No, I'll say this one explicitly. I'm I'm with you there. I don't have too much to say about the soundtrack. I think it ties in really well into the film, and you know, it's nothing. Explicit. The only things that really stand out are the two sung songs, which are actually a reworking of what's called the Eaton Boat Song. Eaton School, yeah. Yeah, it's Eaton College. Okay, yeah. so you have you have kind of an idea about that. All right. Well, it's it's not commonly known in the U.S. as much as it is uh, in the U.K. Obviously, you Eaton College is in the U.K. Exclusive um, college, right? Yeah, yeah. it's it's a very uh, which I I think is actually why they picked it for the film because it's a lot of British prime ministers and I think Parliament come from Eaton College. So it's very elitist. No, no, I mean, I know, because I went there before I went to hair school, so... Oh, nice, yeah. nice. It was a good experience. I knew I picked you yeah. for this movie. It was perfect pairing. It was eaten online. <laughs> it was kind of a, you know, yeah. in, in in tune with everything today. Yeah. I did it online. I mean, did it online. For yeah. sure. COVID. I had a full soccer scholarship, uh-huh. so... While, while you were doing that, I was eating the whole buffet. Online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
These are awful jokes. Sorry, yeah, this is bad. I have to counter his. Okay. I have to counter his with a little Sorry. something. Um, I feel like I'm always the interrupter. Go no, ahead. No, 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 it's perfect. It's funny. Uh, with that, though, like I said, not commonly known in the U.S., at least as much as it is in the U.K., but uh, it's associated with Eden College and sung on special occasions and during the procession of the boats. So it's an old... Uh, uh, it actually was first performed in 1863, so it's an incredibly you know, old song. Um, but it's you know highly representative of British uh, elitist class, right? And so that's why he pulled it into the film. And actually, there's there's a couple reworkings of it. There are two times that it's used in the film, and it's got that corny sounding operatic version, right, with the weird keys in the background. Uh, and then there's that eerie version that's sung by it's like a child choir or or even just sung by you know, a small you. child, huh? <laughs> in ya, I'm sorry. In ya, in ya. Uh, in ya. Um, but the lyrics are reworked, uh, at least on that, uh, the one sung by the little child, and, and it's... it's A little child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, this is one, though, you gotta, you got to pull the tune for it and plug it in, because it's, it's creepy. I think you got to pull both versions of it. It's, uh, you got to search on, creepy. on uh, YouTube for little child. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get on that. Oh, my God. Incognito. All right. <laughs> and that was the episode, guys. We are... <laughs> We are pulled. We are this. this was after the horrible 15-year-old comment, <laughs> which wasn't as what you said, but Andy took it that way. Uh, <laughs> um, with that, though, talking a little bit about the making of the film itself. So the story was actually written by Rick Fry and Woody Keith. Now, on top of that, they did not uh, really go on to do much outside of write for uh, Bride to Reanimator and then collaborated with, with Brian uh, a couple other times. Uh, Usna, Brian Usna himself, actually started working with Dan O'Bannon, um, which doesn't look like you guys are super familiar with him, but you might be familiar I've with... I've seen all of his with, stuff. Yeah? You probably... Well, maybe not all, but I'm sure you've seen a little film called Alien. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the E.T., right? The one about the alien. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then he also did uh, Return of the Living Dead. Actually, Return of the Living, uh, Return of the Living Dead, uh, he directed that and wrote it. Or actually, I think he just directed it. One of the two. Whatever. Fuck Produced it. it. Um, but, but for Alien, he wrote that, and it was directed. Actually, it was, uh, Ridley Scott directed uh, Alien, and then James Cameron did Aliens. Um, but he originally wrote, wrote Alien. So you guys should know that. He's a big name within horror um, yeah, so I'm not surprised that you guys don't know, but, <laughs> uh, but they workshopped ideas with him at the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh-huh. I'm just being honest here, we're, we're, this is a brutally honest podcast. I was, <laughs> I was just looking at you in awe. Uh, they actually started developing uh, what they were going to call the men, which was centered around an alien race that's disguised I like amongst it. us. Yeah. Does it sound pretty, I mean, it sounds pretty familiar, right? Um, but just as Usna got financing for it uh, Dan O'Bannon dropped out and so uh, Usna actually lucked out in having a couple buddies that just created a uh, movie studio making low budget films and uh, uh, he joined on uh, and had them help with the making of his films and he was given the script of society and it had that same sort of paranoia that they were workshopping in the men. And so he immediately latched onto it and took a lot of that energy uh, from that one and pushed it into society, which is great. Now, even on top of that, you can, you can drink in the mic. That's good. We want people to know that we're, we're high society. 
You have that pinky out. Yeah, you have, Did to, you have the pinky out. You have to slurp it. I feel like I need some tea if we're gonna be high society. And that's oh oh ooh oh I get it. <laughs> uh, everybody's bringing dad jokes. Oh. Fair dues. <laughs> Boomer jokes. Boomer jokes. Yeah. yeah, they're good. They're good. The studio itself had Japanese funding, and uh, the those funding it right, the Japanese uh, producers, I guess you would say. I, I'm I'm not not for sure if you call them producers at that point, but Monsters. either way, they recommended that he meet with Screaming Mad George. And they got along immediately. So Screaming Mad George is a special effects creator, which, I mean, when talking about this film, though, right, you, you could see why it takes a really good special effects person to pull that off. Right? The yeah. shunting. Why are you looking at me like you don't, <laughs> like you didn't just watch the same fucking movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Special effects, yeah. yeah. The whole, you know, last half And hour. for 92, I'm just 92? saying. Yeah. It, well, they made it in '89, but it didn't get a U.S. release until '92. Okay, yeah. So, so, so probably in effects. in production in '88, mm-hmm. yeah. which I is knew that pretty was definitely that's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's all pretty CGI, very risky business. Right? Risky business, nice. Ooh, yeah. That's one we should talk about. No, no, we should <laughs> no. Before, but but it's a great one. Yes. Um, Screaming Mad George, though, he's, uh, you guys maybe know Tom Savini or um, no? Rick Baker? You know Rick we Baker? know Rick Baker. Yeah, we know Rick Baker. <laughs> you listen enough, Joe Rogan. I thought you'd at least listen to the Rick Baker episode. Rick Baker. Rick uh, Baker. He did uh, uh, the special effects for American Werewolf in London. You seen that one? Mm-mm. No. I don't, I don't know if I can take you seriously. Did you say, <laughs> no, uh-uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Swing and a miss. Yeah. No. Either way, he is up there with with both of them as some of the the greatest special effects uh, uh, designers of all time. In in my opinion, and probably a lot of people's opinions. But so they they get along, and he brought him in to actually do the special effects for the movie. So that's that's where we get all the beautiful special effects from the shunting. But for eight, like I said, making it in eighty eight, eighty nine. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. All all practical effects. Yeah. No no CGI. None of that. Uh, they probably didn't have the budget for CGI, anyways. If they did, yeah. <laughs> so, but in the making of the film, Usna apparently kept everything really close to his chest so that uh, they did not freak out the cast. Right? They had the script and they had an, kind of an idea of what the ending would look like, but they didn't want anybody hopping ship after finding out what what the fuck they were making. This sounds like a similar <laughs> story we've heard before. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Um, very low budget though. They actually used a home in Pasadena. And uh, they really only use the outside for the setting of the house, that you know, big house that mm-hmm. Cody Warlock lives so in. that ain't in Pasadena. Yeah. But the inside of the house is actually all, all a set. It was a set. So they okay. really just used it for the, for the outside. They didn't have the budget to Toluca do. Lake. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that. Uh, yeah, it is Toluca Lake. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. wonder if that the outside, that house, whatever house they used in there, if it's still there. Because, man, is Probably. that quite the estate. Yeah. So, I'm sure. I mean, probably somebody owns it. Yeah, it looked like one of those that had been there for a yeah, long time. For yeah. quite a while, yeah. Um, from there, though, uh, talking about uh, influences for the film, Usna talked a little bit about Rosemary's Baby being a big influence. I mean, he talked a little bit about the paranoia that you know Billy Warlock ends up going through, and then the Spiral Staircase. A lot of Mario Bava movies. Now, I've never seen the Spiral Staircase, but I've seen some Mario Bava, and it's great. But that's that. Uh, the budget itself was an estimated two million, and I could not find for the life of me what what it ended up grossing so unfortunate 
on that end. But we do know that the budget was two million, and I bet all of that went to special effects. It, yeah. Well, I mean, I would think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd say one million. Kirk Cameron, <laughs> one million <laughs> special effects. Do you really think he's a million? I bet. I bet he'd do it for a they, ham sandwich at this point. <laughs> they tried to get Kirk Cameron for a million uh, at that point. He was like, nope. Yeah, they're doing. Uh, They'll, they'll do a second version, I'm sure. He'll be in it. Yeah. So what, what are you guys' initial thoughts on, on the film itself before we dive in? What, what, what do you think? This is such a weird movie again. It, yeah. it just, yes. I, 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 you know, there was parts that were entertaining, but it was just yeah. laughable. It's the same kind of laughable mm-hmm. kind of thing for me where I'm just like, okay, that's funky, yeah. you know, but uh, at least this one I could fucking follow. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's pretty linear. <laughs> not easily. like not like the Beyond. Yeah, you know, the Beyond. I didn't know what was going on. This one, at least, they had good dialogue. You could understand, and there was no dubbing. Yep, that's yep. right. No dubbing. No yeah. dubbing. Yeah. We were speaking English, uh-huh. and it was real English, recorded English. The people there actually spoke the fucking English. Uh-huh. I liked it. Yeah. Yep. Just I mean, over I like here, like, why in the fuck is he harping so much on this? <laughs> yeah, we, we've been through a couple now. The dubbing is pretty. Apparently, rough. he likes English, <laughs> <laughs> and I like English. I like um, being able to understand, and that, like the, you know, I'm yeah. We already talked about it. You've I think there's got a, the emoting. Yeah, I think there's also a different layer when you're having to read dialogue, or I don't know if if this was it just dubbed, or was it also. No, closed caption or just no, the dubbing just was dubbed. so bad? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, with those, um, usually Italian directors, they'd hire Italian actors and then they would have them speak in their native language and then mm-hmm. just overdub it right, right. In, in English. And so it is it is rough to follow until you get used to it and then it's pretty endearing and you, you'll fucking love it. Okay. But they don't have, you lose the inflection. Yeah. That's always my complaint is like you lose the inflection yeah. because... It's somebody else's oh, yeah. voice moving and then somebody else voicing it later. And they're like, why are you coming in here, Steve? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. That doesn't really match up with what's going on. It seems on pretty there, genuine. So. I like <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I'll say, now I can't watch movies without it. I, I know. So yeah. I got lost in this. Well, you picked this up perfectly. <laughs> 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 no, get it. the opposite. Uh, would you guys say it's... Uh, I mean, I personally think it has just the right amount of cheese to it. Um, but Yuzna himself actually said it's kind of like, like a Heather's with Winona Ryder. Would you say yeah. that's? Would you say that's pretty close? I I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a B to C tier yeah, high I, school. I, I mean, coming of age kind of movie. Here's the thing. I turn this thing on again. Kirk Cameron in his his uh his uh his muscle uh, tees. Yeah, muscle tee or his his basketball uniform and everything. And he's sweating and I'm just like, Oh, this is the nineties. Yes. Okay. I mean, it took me back to when I was, you know, twenty two, twenty three. <laughs> Just, you know, watching all, and, and then, uh, you know, you've got the fashion part of it, the mole, I mean, he's going, he got the golden mullet, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's flowing. I'm like, I wish I had that much hair, you know? <laughs> I uh, had that much hair in quarantine. Yeah, it's just. You can't talk about hair on this podcast, because, you yeah. know, some of us are a little sore on that. Well, I mean. Unless you, unless <laughs> you, you got Miracle hair. Grow. Well, that's facial true. Facial hair. I could do that maybe with this. Yeah. They have mullets for beards, is it? 
You're getting there. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. This is make a rat's tail. This is the hair guy, so That's if true. you want to well, ask I anyone. I mean, this, we've just now swapped to a hairstyling uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. So talking about braids today. Braids. <laughs> Um, no, for me, I'd say it's like, you know, Heather's meets maybe the fly, right? Yeah. 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 Just a little bit of that. Now, using it himself said, uh, that he, he finds it to be kind of that B to C. Well, he didn't say B to C. Uh, he just said high school coming of age movie. I put B to C on there because he rated his own movie. Yeah. What yeah. a jerk. Put, put it in its own tier. Uh, but a high school coming of age kind of film. And I, I, you know, definitely see that as part of it. It's definitely about an hour and 10 minutes of it. And then the last 30 minutes is, is the fly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fly. Yeah. I could see that. All right. Well, I guess. Well, I mean, I just have to say, I also got, <sighs> if I was going to describe it like a whiskey or a wine, I got hints of porn. <laughs> I got it's like soft porn, uh, just the hints of classic 90s movies that feel that, you know, it, it just, it felt fully like the 90s yeah. and it brought me back to like a great place mm-hmm. because you're seeing all the, the I don't want to say cultural references but i'm seeing the car that my brother had mm-hmm. uh growing up with the jeep i'm seeing you know the hairstyles remembering that remembering the you know nike high tops just the the all of the different things that uh were kind of almost not focused on but featured yeah. quickly i you know you you kind of c- catch on to and i mean that is why i thought Again, I might bring an interesting perspective being yeah. a little bit older than you guys. Yeah, because I was wearing the light-up Skechers at that time. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> really. he, at zero? <laughs> yeah. He, he, Andy had his uh, his uh, roller shoes on. Uh-huh. The Flock of Seagulls pacifier. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I love that you're talking a little bit about even just the, the opening of the movie. So we do open up on... Billy himself walking around inside his house holding a knife and uh, honestly you start out kind of not knowing what the fuck is going on is that is that kind of what you felt opening yeah. up opening yeah. the film for sure apparently it's supposed to be a dreamlike sleepwalking state but then we pop in you know to Billy sitting with his psychiatrist and talking about talking about various things they talk about his family talking about this and that and then um, then he bites into an apple and then you guys remember what, mm-hmm. what happens with the apple? Yeah. Yeah. The worms come out. Yeah. Yeah, the worms. Right. He's, he's seen worms. So it's supposed to tie in a lot to a kind of a dreamlike state, state on that one. But did you did you guys see a recurring theme with the, the worms and the apple? Is that something that... Well, it comes up again later. Yeah. He takes a bite of an apple. I think the second time you bring in the shrink and he... <laughs> He takes the bite and he eats it, and then he pulls it away, and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay. Oh. So no, there's no worms. All yeah. right, I'm gonna have some more of this apple." <laughs> and then obviously the end of the film, the worms. It looks like the worms because the uh-huh. I don't know entrails. Yeah, yeah, the entrails when of, he uh, flips a guy inside out. Yeah, yeah. Whoever flips the guy inside out. Yeah. Was it Billy that did that? Yes. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Did you guys even watch the fucking movie? <laughs> yeah, what is I, I love this movie. They were all red at that point, so I didn't know who the hell was who. It was like and they I, were I, all red, and that's by design. I just had something great to say, and I it's gone now. Fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, all right, you got to go home now. That's 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 <laughs> it. You get I'll one see of you guys those. later. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks for having me. 
Uh, but yeah, it's worms. Slugs are kind of oh. a recurring theme. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no. You make a penis joke with the worms? Is that no? <laughs> when he was taking a bite into that, I was th- all I was thinking is, please let this be a fucking fake piece of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and it just had worms. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. I guess it could also yeah. be fake. Could have been. You um, didn't really like Kirk Cameron, huh? You uh, just wanted him to Cameron. bite into a plastic. Yeah, piece you of- know, I mean, he was the antithesis of everything I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting real, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kirk Cameron hating Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we talk a little bit. Uh, he's he's sitting there with his psychiatrist, but even the psychiatrist seems a little off as well, right? What did you guys think at the start of the movie with his with his psychiatrist? Well, I thought the psychiatrist was a different actor, first of all. So I was again. You mean from the beginning and then later in the film? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was somebody else, and I still can't pick my. Uh, I still can't figure out exactly who that actor is in there that reminds me of another actor. Um, it's Clint Howard. Yeah. <laughs> it's Clint Howard or Kirk Cameron. It's the answer to everything. But no, I'll, I'll, I, I've been racking my brain of who that guy reminds me of, but it's not him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very distracting for me. And then, of course, Billy, I'm trying to figure out where the hell where movie he's, he's in. Yeah. But you can tell that guy's hiding something just because he has these really long pauses with him and he's just yeah. looking at him kind of side-eyed a little bit and whatnot, but yeah. Yeah, it was the awkwardness. It was the, you know, yeah. drawn-out kind of, yeah. you know, it's it's obvious just through how they filmed it that, yes, okay, yeah. this guy's maybe not, maybe something to watch down the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of it, that whole intro is pretty unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then even then, we get into the opening credits. Is there anything about the opening credits that you guys found to be pretty... I mean, the bat signal, that was out of nowhere. Bat signal, uh-huh. I just like, <laughs> swear to God, where did that come from? Yeah, with a name like Billy Warlock. I know, you know he's a fucking superhero. He's a literal warlock. No, Sometimes but. I have Tourette's. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that just happened. <laughs> but but the opening credits do give a little bit of foreshadowing with you know some of the direct clips of the shunting, right? And then we talked about the you know the audio, the little the little girl singing over. Society. You guys don't remember that. I don't remember that in the beginning. No. Right, See? Guys. Was right, she guys, rapping? We're wrapping up. We're wrapping up here. <laughs> we're going home. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, well, the opening scenes, uh, the opening, the credits. I totally uh, got that. Opening credits You're do too take. focused on Kirk Cameron. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. At least you have an he excuse. Was, he was sweating. I mean. I thought you were going to talk about when you mentioned him earlier. I thought you were going to say, like, this felt like a Kirk Cameron porn or something like that. Like a theme of him. I mean. Could be. I felt like. you watch it? Softcore. I mean, it so kind of yeah. was. <laughs> With Chelsea. Or Clarissa. Whatever. Clarissa. Clara- I mean, yeah. yeah. Basic instinct. <laughs> First edition. I remember when we watched this the first time, you kept, I think what we did, we tr- we were trying to figure it out last night. Zoom it in on the it. iPad? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. What? E- <laughs> didn't no. you? <laughs> didn't you like fast forward to the last? Like, I think so. Okay. I think it's usually when, I put this on all the time, parties when people are wasted, <laughs> I love to pull it up. I think it's it's so great. And I've showed it to a lot of friends before and. You know, that, that first hour, it's grueling. It's grueling for a lot of people who don't know what you're getting into within that last 30 minutes. You know, obviously, ultra payoff there. And so sometimes, if I don't have as much time, but I want to show off the movie, I'll just fast forward to the very end of that. But I think we started it, but we were wasted. We came back from bars or something. We came here. Karaoke. 
Was it karaoke? Yeah. It might have been karaoke. Yeah, it was karaoke, and Daniel was there. We was were Daniel at, Yeah, too? we were at End Zone in Plano. Yep. Oh, I can't believe I made him watch. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, we were all <laughs> sitting right over there. Yep, yeah. I remember. Oh, this shit was great. But you kept telling me, you're like, well, this guy actually. Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where were you? Uh, ask, ask your employees. You were in Colorado. I'm unloved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm unloved. You're just a world traveler. That's what it is. You're, you're <laughs> deflect, deflect, deflect. <laughs> I know you kept telling me. You're like, this guy just invite wants Jeff. to bang his sister. Yeah. Not yeah. you, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, you Billy. mentioned... <laughs> I mean, you my mentioned sister's the soft hot. No, I'm just—I don't have a sister. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> you mentioned the softcore porn, but you really didn't harp on the incest. That there is a lot of incestual content. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very incestual. But I guess we'll get into that. Uh, so we open up. <laughs> didn't, uh, we, didn't we just? <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> oh, there's a He's lot like of incest saving it. <laughs> yeah, we got to put a pin in that because it happens a lot. We'll, a lot we'll get into the. We'll cover the incest later. <laughs> <laughs> this is a topic I'm really excited about. Uh, well, we go into. Uh, you mentioned them playing basketball, mm-hmm. right? He's in his sweats. Yeah. Yep. Kirk Cameron's playing basketball. And then uh, we we pan to his sister, who's in uh, bathroom getting ready for something, mm-hmm. and, uh, the lace underwear, all that very risque. And then she finds her earring, and her earring is you know on the ground right next to and you know in front of all of her clothes. And He's then who's there him. waiting? Do you guys you guys remember that? Yeah, Mister Ear Guy. Mister Ear Guy. Yep, that's what you're calling him, is Mister Ear Guy. Well, his license plate was ear. What the fuck? Yeah, the Damn, license plate CSI. on his thing. Yeah, right. E A R. You gonna go find that license plate? It was <laughs> no. I remember because when it, it was turned over in the accident, right? Yeah, yeah. I he was the listening guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was the. I don't well, remember yeah, his he name. Had the, he does plug uh, the audio device and Yeah, he bugs them. Uh, yeah, but. I don't. He must, it must have been a nickname. Uh, I wish my audio ears. was working. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? David Blanchard. Blanchard. I thought you were Blanchard. gonna say. David Blaine. David Blaine. <laughs> He's going to disappear. He can hold his breath for so long. <laughs> um, but yeah, David Blanchard is her ex-boyfriend. He's inside peeping on her, right? And then Billy comes in and beats his ass, right? Not really. I mean, they, they yeah. just toss him out. Get we out. Don't, but the best is the parents come in and they find yeah. him. And they're like, oh, oh boys won't be alone. boys. You he, slap on the wrist and you get tossed out. Yeah. Is that is that kind of like yeah. late 80s, early 90s? Is that... I mean, it kind of remind. I mean, the parents honestly kind of reminded me of the parents in Risky Business, where they're just like, I don't know. I don't want to say so disconnected, but yes, disconnected. So it had that kind of essence a little bit. Only remember that seeing kind of the scene of them getting ready to leave town, telling him. You know what to do, what to touch, what not to touch, and it it kind of goes back to that that kind of vibe, that feeling. Uh, no, really? That's good though. I th- I think that's that's a good tie-in, especially because I think that especially the themes that Usnu was going for a lot of those high school coming of age films, mm-hmm. right? And that's yeah. the quintessential. You know, risky. I mean, and that. if you and if you think about like how all of those movies, in especially at that time from. 86 to 92, there was the just this 
specific formula like you know the rat you know the brat pack the mm-hmm. you, know, you know all that that's why it kind of to me the way that it started i'm just like this seems so familiar mm-hmm. yeah yeah which is weird i think it's it's definitely uh it after listening to the the director commentary i could say it, it definitely is something that you know using kind of harped on there yeah yeah and that's what he expected with that until you get to the end and then it swaps to to- something totally well, different. Well, and, and and that's the thing because, I mean, for the first hour and 10 minutes, 10 minutes yeah. I'm just like... This is dragging on. I, I'm, I'm just <laughs> thinking, I thought this yeah. was a horror movie? Uh-huh. I mean, okay, I'm going to do this horror podcast. I mean, I was a little, you know, kind of... Uh, anxious about okay I I don't really like to watch a lot of horror films I'm more of a comedy guy and so I'm like like when is when am I gonna get kicked in the balls (laughs) because I feel like I know it's coming but and then that last 30 minutes yeah really delivered perfect yeah and it was perfect though you know we actually picked this I, I picked this I asked both Megan and Megan you know what would be the best one to watch with you? I, I had a couple up there that were going to be pretty I appreciate pretty the fact bad, that they yeah. looked out for me. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, actually, they said it's because you've heard them talk about how fucking stupid it was multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I liked is the fact that when I was playing it earlier and Megan walked in and she just was kind of like, she give the biggest eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> like she knew just from, I mean, I'm talking three to five seconds of dialogue that had played as she walked into the back room and then instantly eye roll. And, yep. and I was just like, okay, she knows yeah. I'm, I'm prepping yeah, for tonight. That's every day she gets home now. Right. That's good. Eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> she catches me playing Animal Crossing for 10 hours. I roll. Animal Crossing. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's Is great. that the new one? It's yeah, it's fun. We got a switch. Megan's boyfriend got it for me, so that I have something to play with while I'm watching his son. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a fucking joke. I was it's like, a it's a bad like what? I could crack these jokes because Megan doesn't listen. Where am I? Hi Megan. <laughs> uh but yeah, so we go um from there. They they kick Blanchard out. He gets a slap on the wrist, uh, and then it gets a little weird from there too, right? The, the parents go upstairs, and then we get into some of those ancestral themes we were talking about, where Billy's zipping up sister's dress. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then the something happens. There's a little. It's like a boil. Yeah, yeah. And he's like with a pulse and sweaty. Yeah, and uh-huh. she's like, "What?" Because she noticed him, and she's like. You're all damp. <laughs> it's like, what a weird thing to say. Well, it would have only been better if he would have been like, you're so moist. Yes. Yes. I mean, and then full awkwardness <laughs> clenched. I don't know. Yeah. They they do a bit on awkward there. I don't think you even need moist. the word moist to make it that much more <laughs> awkward. Was moist always one of those words that was like, you know. Moist? Succulent? Moisture. Yeah. And Fuckery, I think. <laughs> it's a fuckery. trifactor. Fuckery. Fuckery. Fuckery, yeah. Uh, one more time. That's a, that's Moist, a new one for me. I, I get the other fuckery. one. Succulent. Uh, I could see that too, but yeah. fuckery. I didn't know. Fuckery. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just start using those around the house all the time. Perfect. <laughs> it's like the sandwich is so fucking succulent. <laughs> that would work. That would work. This is an ASMR podcast now. Where it's <laughs> sexual. <laughs> Andy switches the theme of the podcast. Yeah, it does like three times. or four times. 
Here we Holy go. Holy shit, that's really just, actually, that's just impressive. Yes, then. <laughs> that's we're, that's now my, we're sound my ASMR. Yeah, <laughs> I want a uh, contribution for Police Academy 10. Yes. um uh, but we do hear a little bit about what is actually going on right she's getting dressed up because she's coming out she's coming out party yes which i didn't know was a fucking thing they allude to that and i'm like uh what are we talking about here i guess it's the (laughs) pasty white people equivalent uh, equivalent of a quinceanera it is, is yes. How do you exactly. Quinceanera. Oh, there you go. Quinceanera. We have to remember that uh, Lucas is from uh, the great white north. He's from beyond the wall. <laughs> but I grew up in New Mexico, too. So You did? Yeah. Oh, shit. I had no idea. Well, then, how are you? How are you asking me how to say quinceanera? I was making fun of you because you, you said oh. quinceanera. Quinceanera. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've had a Would you like a now. quesadilla? Quesadilla. <laughs> See, he's from the New Mexico, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's so right. They, they have the different Mexico. interpretations. Yes. <laughs> Too many dad jokes are going here. We gotta have. Uh, we gotta get a little bit more complex with our jokes, guys. Very surface level dad jokes. Okay. Don't maybe go Chappelle. No. Yeah, Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We'll drop some knowledge here. Yeah. Well, then we get into the debate, right? So now we're getting into actual. A little bit of background, a little bit of backstory, right, with the debate, right? We've got um, Billy up on stage with the nerdy guy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we start to actually see that he's a pretty pop, he's a pretty popular dude with the student base, but for some reason, you know, is feels so disaffected from his family, you know, and not accepted by the elite students, which we, you know, see in the front row. And then as we get to talking about it, we get to Devin DeVasquez pulling the basic instinct. Right. She just is there a, I'm, I'm trying to think of the opposite of PTSD. Of like, I want that again? Yeah. What do we call that? I want uh, that again, T.S. Nostalgia. Maybe. <laughs> uh, you listening, write us in on what that feeling is. Leave it in the leave it in the reviews when you give us a five-star review. Tag us on Instagram. <laughs> at Horrorful Podcast. But we see uh, Bill's on stage, right? And he's in he they're debating about uh school uniform policies, right? And he looks down and he happens to see Devin DeVasquez and he is enamored. Or Clovis. That's a good right? word. Yeah, he is enamored with her, and uh, she knows it. She knows it, and she does the old basic instinct: uncross the legs. Favorite for a minute. part of the movie by far. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that one or Basic Instinct? Well, that I'm, this is the favorite part of my the, the entire movie, right? Yeah, today. Yeah. You know, she was a Playboy model. You can go look at the entire package. The actual, yeah. You're gonna. Okay. Is that what you well, were rewinding the noted. iPad to catch up? <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to click remember in my head. <laughs> hey, Jeff, set a reminder. <laughs> well, he so he crushes it in the debate. Yeah. And, uh, and then I guess wins the basketball game too, right? Because he runs into his psych. He actually goes back to the psych and then he um, – you know, brags that oh, I, I crushed it in this debate. I'm a lock-in for you know the Wait, when student did he council play in a basketball game. Yeah, I don't remember. That's no. one reason why he couldn't go to the coming out party. I think I got oh. high at that point. Okay, yeah. I was at work. I I, I do <laughs> I do realize I do remember him having the license plate of hoops. hoops. Yes, yep. hoops. Yeah. License plates are a thing with me. Like obviously, nice. just yeah. <laughs> nice. We got ears and hoops in this one. 
I, I went on a road trip with you out to uh, Fredericksburg, and we didn't punch each other for vanity plates. I'm, I feel really disappointed now. Oh, man, I saw a bunch that trip, too. You said Fuck, a bitch. sorry. You I don't know. I if I'd known you, you paid that much attention, you could have played that game. Yeah. Uh, you guys should have stopped for some kolaches. Uh-huh. We did. We did. We did Both actually. times. Of course we did. <laughs> of course we did. Nah. I know. You're, you're not doing it right, are <laughs> you? Oh, are you saying because we didn't bring you back any? Is that... I, I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, just kidding. You guys were great. You offered. Uh, I appreciate that. But he does connect with his psych, right? And the psych goes into asking him about his relationship with his parents, and we find out that Bill thinks that he might be adopted. What do you guys think about that? I mean, he definitely doesn't look anything like both parents. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, possibility. Yeah. 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 Same kind of thing. And they're just the, the, again, there just seemed to be this weird separation when mm-hmm. they had that interaction at the stairs yeah of like oh it's okay billy mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah. that's odd well, with that though we we get into probably what's great I, I think one thing that's fantastic about this movie is this shower scene shadow. well that one's pretty great uh, but no, no wait we gotta we gotta get there we gotta get there uh, slow and steady we're getting there <laughs> slow and steady i felt uncomfortable hearing that now holy shit <laughs> <laughs> that's right in my ear <laughs> Uh, Sorry. <laughs> but some of the lines that crack me up are, the psychologist says, uh, you realize you deserve what's going to happen to you. <laughs> you remember that? And then Billy says, what's going to happen to me? And he says, you're going to make a wonderful contribution to society. Don't you just fucking yes. hate when movies say the name of the movie in the movie? Oh. We live in a society. They say that name in this movie a lot. They do say it a lot. Yeah. And, you know, Which it's a pretty... The play. I caught a few times, but... Honestly, I didn't catch it that time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna make a one. They do say you're gonna make a wonderful contribution to society multiple times, which very foreshadowing, very alluding to. Um, but from there, we get to Jeff's other favorite part, I guess, is the fucking shower scene. <laughs> so Billy ends up all right. He mentions to his family he's going out to the beach. Right, he's he's making a beach trip, and so he's going to look for the sunscreen. And where does he have to go to find the sunscreen? Why don't why, maybe since since Jeff is bright red over here, why don't we have him explain <laughs> what happens? Maybe <laughs> he can't get there. All, I, all I'm thinking is, no, don't open the shower. Open the fucking shower, yeah. <laughs> open it. Open it. <laughs> To give some context, though, so uh, Bill goes in to grab the sunscreen, and he looks, and uh, you know he knocks all that first, and she doesn't answer; she has no idea what's going on. But as you get as he gets closer to the shower, we hear what's going on, and then it makes sense why she didn't answer. She's very involved in herself, but <laughs> he can see through the screen, right? It's one of those kind of opaque, uh, you know, crystallized shower doors, right? And something looks weird. Lucas, why, why don't you tell us what? Well, he sees boobs and tits at the same time. Boobs oh, I'm and sorry. tits? <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> As and tits at the same time. As and tits at the same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. How so? Is it, <sighs> well, is it she's she, just bent over? Or no, is it? Nope. She is full frontal and full rear. Uh-huh. Yeah. All on the same side? All is that what the, you're trying to suggest to me? She is. Flexible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we get <laughs> we get butts and we get boobs on the front side of the body with her face too, right? So we yes. have absolutely no idea what the fuck is happening. She's washing herself, you know, and he and he's totally taken aback. He's like, "What in the fuck is going on here?" 
And now, you know, just like you would do with any sibling, he goes on ahead and he opens oh, that, that, of that door there, too. Of course. Hell yeah. Right. Yeah. If I had a hot sister like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> All day, every day. This is why Jeff's on here, because he has no sister. Yeah. <laughs> no sister zone. Yeah. Don't we both have sisters? Right, We're like, yep. okay. Yeah. Do. Hi, uh, <laughs> we can't make these jokes. My non-existent sister Nookie has a big ass and some big titties. <laughs> nice, nice. I well, mean, you don't have to yeah. take them out to a date. To, that's a bad joke. I probably shouldn't. This is what I strive <laughs> for. He does think that he's adopted. So, yeah, yeah in a true. sense, he's going with the whole. Yeah. Still, though, if you, it gets very Woody Allen territory if you're saying like you spend your you've grown up with uh, Sunni. Do you know her name? Is that yeah? That's that's a Sunyi. Sunyi. Yeah. That's the girl's name. Oh yeah. shit! I had no idea. You're a, a we're now a Woody Allen podcast. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just grew up in the '80s. <laughs> I do like some Woody Allen films. You have to be able to separate the artist from the art, in my opinion. But because I love Midnight in Paris, this is such a great movie. Midnight in Paris. Yes, Men at Night in Paris. <laughs> that's, that's, that's men's cabaret is what it is. No, Midnight in Paris is great movie. But um, yeah, yeah, no. So like, like I said, exactly what you do is you you get in and you open the door on your sibling <laughs> in the shower. Yeah, hundred uh, percent would be doing that. Me. <laughs> this is though when he opens it though her body's normal and she just yeah. says get out of here yeah get well she covers up too yeah she does cover up you know she clinches the legs and turns and covers that's where up. I was feeling the softcore porn I was just like yep. is he gonna jump in there with her <laughs> I don't know I mean yeah. maybe hopefully but never you're Sorry. not far off too that's that's part of the intent in in the film is those those ancestral vibes and you know what's really interesting is the script uh, this was actually added later the script didn't originally call for this it's think about if you had to sit through an hour and 10 minutes of the movie without at least this scene and then maybe one or two other mm. scenes that allude to that It'd probably be even harder so the idea there was they need to drop something that um, you know, needed something a little strange to keep the viewers engaged and then really drive home those but ancestral vibes. I was also getting those fucking vibes from the mom. Yep. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Well, yeah. We'll get into that oh, later, too. Okay. There, there are a couple parts there that you I like, know. I was just like, oh, When they're all massaging each other. Yeah. yeah. That part gets pretty creepy, too. But this is actually one of the two times that uh, the effects were not done by Screaming Matt George. Actually got to the point where they claimed that he claimed that he didn't have time to actually provide anything at this part because it was added later. And so they just took the set design crew to put fake boobs on Jenny's back. Oh, That's really? It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's a mask, too. So she's, you, watching it again, you can really see that she's, like, facing the back. So the butt is real, but the boobs in the back are fake. And you can't really boobs. tell because it's through the, you know. Yeah, through the glass. Whatever, yeah. pixelated glass yeah. type stuff, whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What do you call that? Frosted? Like frosted or opaque yeah. glass, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Privacy glass, Privacy glass. from yeah. perverted little brothers. Yeah. They must be about the same age. Like, they don't really have an age, though, in this movie. Like, they never determine. No, There's it's not really. You know he's a senior. That's about that's, that's about what I you was get. Thinking. He's, he's a but senior. But we don't know what guy. she is. Well, I don't know. When, huh. do, when do you think of uh, coming out parties? Coming I don't know parties. what a coming out party is. Yeah, it's like the quinceanera. I mean, well, typically, that, yeah. it's 16. 16? Okay. I mean, I mean, and it's it's whether it's kind of the same thing, quinceanera, 
or a society party at 16. Okay. I personally think that's yours. right at the I mean, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> I don't it's want beautiful. I, I, don't make me cry. <laughs> I dress. It was so special. <laughs> With that, though, you said uh, I cut you off. What, what were you saying? You were saying my dress was so special. Oh yeah, yeah that part. <laughs> yeah. So we know about the coming out party. <laughs> I, I, just realized, like, I, I, I cut you <laughs> off. You got him. <laughs> no, he's like, I just want to get away from this conversation. <laughs> he does not like these sister comments. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. But how, how like, old your sister? No, no, we're not getting. This. We're not getting into this. We're not getting into this. God, <laughs> Nikki, Nikki, turn this one off. Turn this one off now, Nikki. <laughs> I'm pretty certain I've made her watch this before too. Such but. a cute name. Oh my God. Okay, now I'm done. Now I'm done. Now we're now we're now we're wrapping this up. <laughs> then we get to the beach, though. Yes, we get to the beach. But prior to that, before they go out to the beach. He uh, Billy goes outside and he finds his parents meeting with a gardener and what's on the plate that the gardener's uh, got? Yeah. A plate of well or uh, slugs, slugs. Yeah. yeah, slugs. Yeah, tying again, into sluts. more of that. But sluts. There, <laughs> sluts there's sluts. no context at this point because okay, you've seen the worms in the apple and now this is the next time you see the worms and you're like, well, yeah, were they just thing. collecting them? I mean. Yeah. So with that, I what the hell's happening? Brian using it didn't really drive it home. So they added those pieces in it throughout, but I don't think he really drove it home enough on that. And I think he he mentions that in the the director's commentary, saying that like they alluded to a lot of these things, but it didn't really it didn't really drive it home. Um, especially talking about parts later, there's supposed to be more slugs involved in things. Um, but there are a couple things to it that he's like, uh, we we just rolled with it, and you know there were some creative decisions. And we said we figured it out later. <laughs> Same with the hair eating. If you don't you remember that, oh part? yeah, so random. Some of that, yeah, has with the mom. No, he said Chelsea's he still says mom. now. Uh, Clarissa, dang, <laughs> you are. <laughs> uh, I have a problem with forgetting names. I forgot fucking Jeff's last name. You're over here forgetting first names. All no. I was thinking is. <laughs> Airball. <laughs> <laughs> Who looked like Divine? I was like, oh shit, it's Divine. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, but then that beach scene. That beach scene was awkward too. Yeah. Where he's uh, he's got the, <laughs> got the Say lotion. it ain't so. I will not go. I'm sorry. He, <laughs> I don't know where that was. Yeah. That was. <laughs> oh, it's because of the music video, right? Blink 180. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, no, the beach scene. Yeah, uh, Billy actually finally gets to meet Clarissa in a more direct setting. Right. Well, you skip the other part of the beach Which scene one? though, where he's rubbing the yeah, he, he's rubbing. Yeah. Well, he's caressing his girlfriend, his girlfriend lovingly, yes. and then it gets a little hot and heavy, and then right on the public beach, and then the kids go crawling behind them, and we're like, yeah. uh. Okay, they they're just they don't really give a shit. No. I thought know? I thought that was actually a like some kind of a almost like a prank where the kids yeah. were walk were going through and I was reading in the show notes one of those kids was Yes. See Jeff getting inside info. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, the best is uh, Hashtag actually educated. Yeah. No, Yuzna uh, mentions a couple times too. He says that um, uh, some of the audio recording wasn't 
strong enough. I guess he's, I don't know. It didn't pick up well enough. And the kids say, die alien scum. And that is kind of a tie back to the, the story that he was creating with Dan O'Bannon prior to actually um, settling on the script for society and then rolling more with the elites than it is aliens overtaking people's bodies, that sort of thing. So it is a direct tie-in. But then the kids shoot him with the, with the sunscreen and get, you know, very... Very jizz like, I guess I'd say with it. It's, it covers. Getting jizzy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Oh, That's what I thought they were doing. Oh my fucking god. Getting jiggy with it. That's totally what I thought they were doing, was it not? Yeah, that's okay. the idea. Is, okay. Well, I don't think you're kids welcome, man. But they they steal it and then they <laughs> yeah. But and then, then he gets it all over. Yeah. When he and then he goes, well, yeah. she squirts him too. Yeah. Uh, Clearly does. Yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> the best was too with that. I read that. Uh, oh my god, he's still laughing. I'm a fucking joke over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, all I can hear is Will Smith. <laughs> Getting jizzy with it. Na 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 na. What we need to do is get <laughs> get get jiggy with it, and then we voice over the jizzy part, <laughs> yes. and then add that into the show. <laughs> Sample it in there, right? Sample there. it in, yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I actually for the Clarissa part, that is, I think, more of a direct reference to a cum shot right that's oh for sure yeah they actually said they had to dig a hole into the sand uh to get the camera down low enough to get that angle but yeah then she squirts it right on billy warlock's face and and i read again in the show notes Mm -hmm. this was kind of a continuity flaw uh if you watch one take it was there was one pattern and then another take and there's another yeah yeah so they they said that that was one of the I think three or four continuity flaws. They had a mic, a boom mic show in one of the scenes, and then I forget what the other ones were, but uh, it's pretty interesting. That's funny. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of continuity errors. I I always see that stuff. You know, I I did want to save it kind of for the last part, but I think uh, this being Brian Usen's first directorial debut, I think he actually pulls it off really well. And, And he himself, I mean, it could be, I honestly, if I fucked up a, a paper, like if you're writing a paper for college or something, you're like, don't focus on, you know, all the grammatical errors, but it's the overall message, right? It, you know, I don't think that would fly, but that seems but to be kind of what does. he says. He says, don't focus on the technical aspects of it. Focus on the, the full overall picture. A hundred percent, because I think too, uh, you know, you have to look at the fact that when you're creating something like this, you're, you know, I mean, this was one of his first pieces or no yeah. his so, first directed himself yeah. so so you need that that uh little bit of kind of wiggle room to to make these creative mistakes and i mean it's going to happen i mean i could I, I can't tell you how hard it must be to do some of those scenes it just even the most basic stuff you know removing the the shadows from mm. a boom mic or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of work. Well, luckily you do get, you do get right. A, a cinematographer, you get a lot of sure, people sure. who help with the lighting and effects and, and, and all that. But you're right. As a director, you have to coordinate all that sort of stuff and you have to set up those scenes appropriately. So yeah, there, there's a lot to it. At least you have some help, but yeah, I, I couldn't imagine just, you know, producing a movie and then being like, you know what? I want to direct now. Yeah. And, 
just fucking picking it up. But he he did it, and I, I love this movie so much, so I think he did it well. But Isn't there somebody on set to pay attention to that some stuff too? Mm-hmm. Depends like, on the budget, I guess. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And their expertise as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's it's also difficult because you don't know, and I don't know you know exactly the ins and outs of this one but how many cam- camera angles they're using at a yeah. given time yeah so yeah. you uh, the shit can get skipped in editing yeah the continuity person could have been like well that plant was you know a little bit turned that way on this side or whatnot or you know whatever and then they just used a different angle in editing and yeah crop that out yeah, yeah completely mm-hmm. screwed up it so i guess it would depend on if are you taking multiple angles for Asians, yeah, but yeah, exactly. If it's the same angle, then and you do hours of the the same thing, you know, same shot there. Then you know, then it may all just be it. the same angle. You have a lot of takes, but it's all the same angle. Yeah. Um, either way, you know, even thinking about on top of that too is you got to as a director, right? You got to think about you know the the cuts to various things, right? So if something happens, right? You know, Clarissa squirts the you know sunscreen in his face. You pan to his face, and you pan back to the bottle, and then you pan back to Clarissa's face. Like it's all those sorts of things that you got to yeah coordinate together and in such close proximity you know what i mean it's it's got to be tough to make a movie in those kind of close confines where you're you know you have to take all of the continuity and into perspective and and consider all of the other aspects of it it's Mm got to be i i mean film is tough so listen (laughs) we getting into film after this are we just going to Pool our money together, just like Brian Usna, and just start no. making movies? Is no. <laughs> Podcasts. <laughs> Podcasts. There we go. Yeah. This shit you can edit a lot. There's yeah. one medium. That's <clears throat> it. Yeah. Audio. Yeah. Yep. We talk about other people's art. It's pretty great. That man. too. <laughs> we can pick apart. We're going to talk shit? Yeah. No, not about this one. No, just no. kidding. I, I fucking love this movie so much. Me well, too. Then we get to the Kirk important Cameron. parts. The the important parts. <laughs> we get the important parts of the beach scene is where Blanchard shows up and he talks to, and this is precisely what you were talking about. Um, Jeff, the, the ballsy motherfucker over here watching this at the salon around a bunch of <laughs> Oh, women. yeah. Uh, but Blanchard has something he wants to talk to Billy about and he pulls him aside on the beach. They go out to the pier and then what, maybe Lucas, what 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 do they listen to on these tapes? Uh, it sounds like they're listening to some kind of group orgy. Uh-huh. With or, her? Uh, well, I think it's the his sister and sister's parents. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that Well, and his parents, I guess. Yeah. And he's just... You, it's not real clear what you hear. There's some dropping of names, but... I'm I'm so bad with these, like, because I can't re- when I don't relate with it, then I really don't remember the fucking context of the movie or mm-hmm. who's who, and I'm like, I don't know who Kellyanne is or Lisa Jane. I'm, okay, that's great that they're having their way with you know the two of them, and <laughs> Billy Joe comes in. Great, wonderful. What do you mean they know. establish her as the sister off the bat? But I don't know her name. Is that Billy Joe Armstrong? Yes, Green Day. Uh, beautiful Sweet. woman, Haley beautiful Joel Osmond. Haley, yeah, <laughs> Haley. It's got to be a girl. That the name <laughs> is uh, that her name? Haley Joel Osmond is a boy. <laughs> Have you ever seen AI? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, you're Wait, right. It's w- wasn't he a great big fat boy? <laughs> What the fuck are you? What the fuck is that from? I don't know. <laughs> Great big fat boy. I, 
I didn't say that. I think Haley Joel Osment got a little big, but I think you're you're being a little mean, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see dead people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yes, so we Blanchard has tape. It, we find out he's bugged both Billy's parents and Billy's sister, oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. which is why that why that uh, earring happened to be on the ground, right? When she picks up the earring while he's peeping, right? Oh, uh, later yeah. They talk okay. About break out the 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 microphone. That's yes, yeah. Which is weird. I don't know why you feel like you have to bug your ex girlfriend, but you know. I mean, is that not well, normal? <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> Fucking GPS tracker, bitches! <laughs> he wanted to bug her in the shower. I yeah, know. yeah, bug her in the shower. Is but that not illegal? Is that not legal? Not, well, not as long as one party knows about it, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All you got to do is pick up one time where she might accidentally say consent, and then boom, yeah. there you go. Yeah. You well, got consent. I just put up a sign at the, at like a, right when you come in the front door. It's filming, you know, the whole disclaimer and everything. So I don't think she knows. Nice. Because <laughs> you found the prime workaround. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really just like, it's almost like consent forms, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But not. By entering. Literally, yeah. yeah. You agree to the following. Yeah. But in, in playing the tape, the best thing, I, I pulled a couple of my favorite, well, I, I think my favorite line from it is, uh, Wow, your boobs look totally sexy. Dudes are gonna pop high ones the second I they see do. you. Yep. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I remember that one. High ones. Dudes are gonna high pop ones. high ones. High ones. Is mm. that is that something they'd say in the nineties? No, no. Or no. today? Not at all. Ever? Yeah, I don't yeah. think I'd ever. I've seen never that. heard that phrase. I literally had to go back and listen to that like three times before. I, was I mean, like, pop a boner. I yeah. think that's what he's saying, right? Yeah. High ones, yeah. pop high ones. The idea is he's talking about his sister, right? And the 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 tape is supposed to be the the family getting ancestral. On top of that, the bully that we haven't really talked about, uh, Ted the Tycoon Ferguson. Well, Ted the Tycoon, yeah. Yeah, which he's also on the beach. Yeah, he's on the beach too. They have a little bit of a duel there, you know. Uh, uh, Billy's girlfriend wants to go to this party, and Ted Tycoon Ferguson just does not. I'm, I'm gonna keep referring to him as Ted the Tycoon Ferguson because that shit cracks me up. Um, but they don't. They don't want to invite him because they're elitist, snobby aristocrats, right? And uh, Billy's not accepted into that into that environment. So, uh, so we're listening to this tape, and Billy doesn't know what the fuck is going on. It is, you know, a lot of ancestral and the noises that come out of that that's why i say you're brave for watching it at the salon because the yeah. noises are you're oh. just like what in the fuck <laughs> well you i mean they, you can tell it's obviously something something fucking something touchy going feely on. going on uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. when you know the players are all his own family then it's really fucking weird yeah hmm. um but with that though billy freaks out he steals the tape from blanchard and then he goes to see his psychiatrist again you remember what happens there? Uh, what, does, what does about, he do? He talks about uh, solving the equations at MIT uh-huh. and how, like... And his friends all along were fake? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, kind of very, I don't know, uh, goodwill hunting? Kind oh, of okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. I thought you were going to Beautiful Mind with that. No. No. Thanks. Sorry. See, that's... It's where we differ. Boomer mm-hmm. movie versus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. That's definitely not a boomer movie. But mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, it is. It's okay. Don't it's pander. Right. Dudes are popping don't high pander. ones to that one. So you don't got to worry. You don't got to worry about that one. Um, popping high ones. But, yeah, popping high ones. Popping high ones. I'm going to start saying that now, too. Popping hymens. Talking to Megan. Saying, hey, that's what he... Maybe popping that's hymens. What they said. Hymens, yeah. Oi. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> a little darker than that. Uh, dark. <laughs> this just gets... Oh boy! <laughs> well, if we're talking. If we bring age into this. We keep talking about boomers and <laughs> boomer. But the next day, what happens to the tape when he leaves it with uh, his psychiatrist? It becomes altered. Yeah. What, what do they talk about now? It's uh, definitely. I don't remember what they talk about, but you can tell there's no sex scene going on. Yeah. Because it's just conversation. They just talk about the coming out party and how great you're gonna look in this dress and. Oh yeah, and that. yeah. Uh-huh. And dad doesn't say. Dudes are going to be popping high ones. Well, the dad didn't say that. It's like Habits. her friend, but man, oh. it's fucking great. Popping high ones. Um, yeah, the the scene is itself, right? Really meant to establish a lot of that level of paranoia, right? That Billy's going through, right? He's he's hearing this from from Blanchard, and then you know he's getting the polar opposite thing from his psychiatrist. He's telling him, you know, you're he's like, I'm you're Kirk Cameron. I'm Kirk Cameron. Him. I don't yeah. I don't know what to do. I. Fuck, I never have to deal with this. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Kirk Cameron, I've never seen a vagina before. I don't right. know. <laughs> I think he has. I think he has. Maybe. Uh, doesn't he have kids? Pretty certain he's got kids. Crickets. Do you know that or are you just... I don't know. I'm just talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> You're just talking shit. <laughs> For sure. Um, I'll put my producer... Yeah, so he, he's really telling the line. He's telling the line between like crazy, paranoid Blanchard and then you know bought into society on the other side from from his psychiatrist, mm-hmm. right? So he's really torn in between both sides of it. Um, uh, so after that, right, he calls he calls Blanchard to get another copy of the tape when they find out that the van is overturned on the street. And, ear. Yeah, ear, yeah, exactly. Ear. Ears. I think it was, was plural. It yeah. God damn it. I don't, yeah. I don't, I, you guys were paying more attention than I was. The it, well, that's how shit. he <laughs> identifies it uh, uh-huh. later on because he's walking back after he saw the body yeah. and he sees the license plate and then he's like, Damn it! Yeah, that was my friend's van. You know, well, where you really should be able to tell that it's his, it's because it's a fucking free candy pedo van <laughs> in the middle of Beverly Hills. Yeah, Who's I'm like, oh, that's a fucking pedo van. Yes, yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, why in the fuck would he have this van? Would you, know? you like some balloons? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Usenet actually said that if you their budget was so low. Like, you could get cars easy, right? They got great cars for uh oh, sure. girlfriends. Uh, you know, his Jeep is pretty cool. Pontiac Trans Am. Yeah. yeah. But if you're going to flip a car, they give you dirt. Oh, yeah. They give you dog shit. And oh, so yeah. that was the only vehicle that they'd give them that allowed them to, to oh, actually destroy the van. Oh, that pedo van was pretty bad. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty bad. It, I can't imagine why you'd be like, yeah, that dude is driving that around Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like a full-on... Pierce Hilton. <laughs> Pierce Hilton, is that you? <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. Hold on. Come on. Just slow down. <laughs> I see that as personal driving that now. Well, I don't know what she's fucking Sorry. up to now. So, um, so <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh, shit. 
that'd be pretty <laughs> We need to just let you have the mic and just talk, <laughs> talk and laugh at your own jokes. For <laughs> you want a little uh, titty bitty on uh, Kirk Cameron? Let's hear it, yeah. He, he is married. Yeah. Guess what kid? his spouse's name is? What? Billy! Kirk? Billy! Billy. <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> yes. Which is the name that you've confused Clarissa for four That's times now. <laughs> I think it's divine intervention. Uh, uh, That's awesome. Totally divine intervention. Awesome. And he has like six children. So, yeah, hey. I mean, yeah. hopefully he's... Plus one. Uh, I don't know. Looking at him, I don't I don't immediately think of basketball for his kids. Though. <laughs> yeah. Horror movies. Yeah, for sure. So they they finally get the invite though to Ted's party, right? Which is what they were talking about on the beach. The girlfriend really wants to go to Ted's mm. party. Ted the bully, right? What's and his girlfriend's name? Uh, fuck. Hot. Remember. Hang on. It's uh Sheena E. Hot <laughs> Sheena E. <laughs> oh shit! You know what? I didn't write her name. Clarissa. It's Shauna. 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 There you go. Shauna. That's yeah. the name. I didn't Sheena. get the actress's name though. That's the one Rang that my bell. That was uh basic in, basic instinct. No, 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 no. That's Clarissa. Okay, okay. She's the yeah. basic instinct one. Yeah. Mm. That's Chelsea. the love interest. We'll separate girlfriend mm. from love interest. Shauna is the girlfriend, and Clarissa is the love interest. Blonde in the pink bikini on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Weirdly mm. rubbing the belly in the beginning yeah. of that beach scene. Well, so is that Clarissa? No. What? No, that was Shauna. No, that's Shauna. Shauna. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay, I'm right. Okay. Got it. Crazy thing. The funny thing is, though, it shows the the polar opposites of it right like billy's really having an internal struggle he's wondering what the fuck is going on with his family but as they're at the lockers um you know they're discussing ted and the only thing that shauna can think of is oh we didn't get invited to his fucking party did we and he's like uh, my parents are fucking my sister oh yeah, yeah yeah what do you mean we're not going to this fucking party yeah shauna is very focused on ted the tycoon yes stevenson Spielberg to his party. Yeah, getting into that party. Roosevelt. And the best is when he finally gets that invite to the party, right? He doesn't, obviously doesn't tell Sean about it. He goes separately and, you know, finally gets to uh, connect with his love interest. But Mm -hmm. the best is the parents, you know, this is after Blanchard's died. And the only Mm -hmm. thing that the parents can think of is how gorgeous Ted's house is. And then what is Billy going to wear to Ted's party? All that sort of shit, which is very Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, you know, coming from no, Beverly Hills, I, uh, high know, society, it's a, it's a struggle. I think it's I feel struggle. like now every time we say society, we have to take we have to take a swing. I mean, I really don't like it, but okay, <laughs> uh, Lucas, we poured you a baby shot. Come on now, <laughs> I'll take a sniff. <laughs> there you go, there you go. You just huff it a little bit, <laughs> like Charlie on Sunny. Here, just, I'm just gonna say society, like just 10 put times a little on your sock, and then just <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> I like mean, that paint. We're huffing paint now? That's cool. I don't know. I, I was I just uh-huh. assuming that's how it went, well, not knowing exactly. So <laughs> Billy shows up to the party, and he finally gets some real FaceTime with Devin DeVasquez, Clarissa. Mm. Right? Who's they all dance black. a little bit. Yeah. Basic mm. instinct. Yeah. Yeah. The. The. She did it before. Yes. She did it before. Uh, but they dance a little bit, right? And Shauna's friend is there and notices them and then narks on them. Yeah, and that part's weird, too, because you don't know who that girl is. All of a sudden, she's looking at him Mm. from the side. He's here in the beginning. And then she just leaves. In the debates, she, you know, after she's cheering for Billy, she goes and sits down, and that girl's next to her. So, you do see her, but it's not as 
It's not as prominent, right? It could be like girl's just mad because she likes Billy. Yeah, that's what I thought. It doesn't really allude to it that much. But when you watch it more and you're like, why in the fuck is this girl so mad? And then you watch it again and you're like, oh, that's right, because she's right there. She's Shauna's friend. But then after that, they do pull up at Clarissa's house where she's in the car with her and she sees that that his Jeep is there. Yeah. Uh, They do allude to it later from there. But, yeah, if you you weren't paying attention at the beginning of the debate, which, I mean, you know. If you're not paying attention, there's a lot the going on in that debate. No worries. If you're not paying attention for the first hour and ten minutes of the movie, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she narks on her. Damn narks, right? You got yeah. you got a narc. He then goes on to the scene that we were alluding to earlier, and that uh, he finally hooks up with Clarissa, going back mm. to her place. And uh, uh, what <laughs> happens there on that, Jeff? Maybe since you seem to be. Oh, I don't know. I just fucking like. Clarissa. <laughs> yeah. Clarissa explains it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's Melissa got so much her. going on for me. You know, the basic instincts <laughs> scene. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Favorite part of the movie, again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also the favorite part of the movie is when she does a basic instinct. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm doing that twice because it was my very favorite. Ah, yeah. You got to... You gotta, yeah. Touch on it a couple times. So. I would love to touch on it a couple times. <laughs> what about the end of that? If, the end of it I'd like to touch on as well. I'm surprised you say that versus the, the scene where they actually hook up. Cause you, well, I mean, that was nice, more... but uh, oh, damn, yeah. Clarissa. But I guess you're right. It leaves a little bit more imagination when she does when she does the, the basic instinct. Earlier. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, shared, God shared, dang it. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I know we have to move past that. No, so no. I, I apologize. Yeah, afterwards, he's he's going to go and watch that scene over and yeah. over again. <laughs> but so they do hook up, though. They do hook up. They're in bed. We happen to see a, what looks like a third hand stretching out behind yes. the back of her head and starting to rub. Right. We're getting some contortion again. Right. We're getting a little bit of that. Sometimes I have to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a third hand. Yeah. It's like. Is your sleep paralysis demon? Just like. I mean, not. It's a total recall so hand. Total recall hand? Yep. Well, yeah, instead of a third boob, you got a third arm. If you got a third boob, you need a third hand. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know. So we got a third hand down, down <laughs> below. Oh. <laughs> um, that, that's that's actually what I was rails. talking about. <laughs> no, it's actually the polar opposite, guys. Just so you know. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but, yeah, so we get into a little bit of contortion, and then Billy freaks out. He falls off the bed and he looks up at the bed and what 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 do we see? Who wants that? Raise your hands if you want to go first. She's backwards again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We she's get... like uh, his sister. Yeah, she's laying in bed and her is awesome. Lower half is slipped around and her legs, like you see her heels, uh, are in reverse and you see the pads of her feet hanging off yeah. the bed and you're like, Billy the... freaks out. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm just like that's my best normal. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's my best normal. It's That was when you toured with Cirque du Soleil, huh? You yeah. were used to, you're used to that. Yeah, very flexible <laughs> girls, very flexible. Well, so they hook up, he he freaks out, but then he gets up and he sees it and she's she's normal again and we don't know what what in the fuck is going on here. But then, you know, they go out and they sit down. It actually leads to one of my favorite parts of, you know, one of my uh, my favorite parts of her dialogue where they're pouring the tea and she says how do you like your tea cream sugar 
Or would you like me to pee in it? Yes. <laughs> and he doesn't react at all. He says, oh, girl, you're so crazy. Is that what he says? No. Oh, okay. No, not that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he basically just says, you're so weird. But it's like, to him, it's like a cute, endearing word. I don't know. Megan had ever fucking said that shit to me. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm well, maybe she was, tr- I thought she was just trying to like make him uh, pay attention to her. Maybe. Or would you like me to pee in it? Which is... Why in the fuck would you ever say that? Yeah, I didn't know what her intentions behind saying that were at all. Yeah. I, you know, if if it was just an attention grab, you know, I didn't really know. No, I'm I think just, it's weird writing. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it's just weird writing. And at some point in here too, she says to him, she says something to him in there too. She's just like. Something about his virginity. Oh, yeah. She said, I wonder when exactly yes. you lost your virginity. That's what it, yeah, because the idea is he was a virgin, and she took it. Yeah, uh-huh. she took his virginity. So she's asking, what, what time exactly out of that did she? I mean, it, ideally it would be insertion. As soon as you're in, then. that. Well, no. Yeah, that would be for a woman, not for a man, right? I would. <laughs> this is another. <laughs> right? I don't know. I would assume as soon as you break the plane, you're not a virgin anymore. Delving deep okay. into the situation. I suppose, Lucas, technically, yeah. You got kids. How in the hell do you not know this? <laughs> I, I don't know. Finish, I'm just talking about it. finish the deed. Yeah. I you guess, know? okay, I can see what you're saying. Is it when you climax or is it, or is it as soon as you break the plane, quote unquote? What do you mean? As soon as you're inserted. Okay. I don't know. But I, was that, trying to, uh, I was trying to dance around actually physically saying <laughs> that. But. That was weird, too. I was just like, what is she? So that's what she's getting at with asking him that? Yeah. Well, at least time? that's what I got from it. Okay. But, but uh, surprising that you. So he, he never had any interactions with Shauna? No. Right. Uh, how do you know that? He starts to grab her tit and then she swats him away. You don't remember? Well, oh my God. I thought it was just because they were in public. I, I don't know. You guys are just... I could be wrong. Smoking too much before these movies. <laughs> I think I need to have a strict no inebriate Do you guys want an edible? I, yeah. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah? actually. Do you want one? I don't. I yeah. totally thought you were going to yes. say... I, I can't. I think I need to have a stroke. You know what's uh, actually funny is that for that whole sex scene, too, uh, it, when she starts to pull down his tidy whities you see there's a hard cut, and it actually progresses in the rest of the film right so you you see a little coin slot you don't see you don't see full full moon ass you just get a little coin slot well actually uh billy uh claimed that in the script it asked him to show his ass for the love scene with clarissa um so he waited until after he got the part but then saw that those scenes were near the end of the uh, end of the um, shooting schedule for the film uh and so he Decided then that he was not going to show his ass. I, I guess he said he doesn't think he has a good ass, but he decided not to show his ass, and that's why there is such that hard cut as she's taking down his tidy whities. And he said, "We've got, we've shot this whole thing. What are they going to do? Fucking fire me?" <laughs> so I, I thought that was that was pretty great. Too. God, I How was does... wondering about that the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as you see that hard cut, you're waiting for ass, right? Yes. I was like, oh, I need a piece of hat. Yeah. None. Yeah. No. How does he make that determination? Ass insurance. He, he accepted it and didn't say anything until he got to the scene. It's contract and ass. It's at the, yeah, it's at the end of the shooting schedule. And they so they already no. shot the whole movie. Oh. 
And so he so he had leverage. It's and Andy. He said, you and got ass. all this. And ass. Yeah. <laughs> and ass. It's and ass. <laughs> you stop. Couldn't Bam. you, I don't know, you would think it like as the director you could, I don't know, trickery him into it. Yeah. Fuckery. I mean. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. I'm not going to lie. I, I like that he stood it. up to it. Say yeah. it. Say it. Say it. I, what were you going to say? I look for oh, men to go. commit in movies oh, and yeah. show dong. Yeah. You got to fucking show dong. Right. Wow. There are these girls that Can you get not these say parts it anymore? Don't just say it because anymore. they show tit. And Stop saying you gotta, it. You got to commit and show dong. That's uh, I'm, on, I'm off soapbox. I'm off my soapbox. Oh, Jeff, why did you say say? <laughs> why? Megan, I, when Megan and I first started dating, every time you know, tit scene pop up in him. I go tits, but now I get to where I'm like, oh, he's he's gonna hang dong. He's gonna hang dong. He's gonna do it. Do it. Do it. I say do it. They never fucking do, do it. it. They never do it. Do it. We ask we ask these ladies, these beautiful ladies, to get in these films and show their bodies. And, and? as men, we can't fucking hang dong. Well, they okay can with that. I <laughs> know. Huh? I, know. They, I, they I personally don't need to see dong. Me personally, <laughs> hang but JJ, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. It's art. It's art. It's art. Why? Why is it? Why is it that when you watch a sex scene that the guys are covered up, but the girls can? It's not realistic. Oh, it takes me out. It takes me and breasts are way prettier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, I didn't say that I enjoy looking at dogs. I just said <laughs> I want guys to fucking commit and do yeah. it. Commit like to a, the fucking movie and I do it. Appreciate it's that, like yeah. Midsummer. Yeah, it's no. like Midsummer. We watch Midsummer. Sweaty Bob. Sweaty right? Balls. The boyfriend, right? He he runs out and he he fucking hangs down. And he said explicitly, they ask girls to do this all the time in films, and so I committed to doing it. I don't remember that part. How the fuck? I only watched that oh once. Oh my god! How do we have a podcast <laughs> where we talk about fucking <laughs> movies and you can't remember a fucking scene? <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> no. Oh gosh. Uh, but yeah, that's so, why you're here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because I literally <laughs> have it broken down scene by scene in my fucking notes. And everything we're talking <laughs> <Yep>. about. <laughs> well, uh, so then the mother shows up, and it ruins the whole evening. And then they divine. Split. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea's mom looks like divine. Mm. Chelsea, god <laughs> damn it, man! You're gonna start, have me start calling her fucking Chelsea later. We got Kirk Cameron over here. Yeah. She's Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> He's so sweaty. Yeah, which one, Kirk, Kirk Cameron? Cameron. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's how the, that's how the movie started. It was just like, <laughs> oh, Kirk saying, Cameron, sweaty Kirk Cameron. Oh my God, we use all this so interchangeably that it's fucking starting to fuck with my brain at Sorry. this point. <laughs> Sorry about that. Is it that. Kirk Cameron? I think you're still talking about a real Kirk Cameron. No, I'm talking about Kirk Cameron in this movie, Billy. Yeah, but it's Billy. Yeah. Okay, when oh, referencing the movie baby. and you say Kirk Cameron, I get that yeah. now that you're talking about Billy. Did you say lit as Billy? Well, you... Lip. I don't remember what I said, but you have to go back and edit this shit anyway, so you can go back and hear what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like I remember what I just fucking said. Um, so then we get into Blanchard's funeral, right? The next, next part of that, our whole cast... My whole cast. Um, Milo and Billy. Milo's, you know, the friend that he's playing basketball with early in on the film. They go out to Blanchard's funeral and they see him in the casket. So now we know Blanchard's dead, right? He died in that car crash. Or yes. did he? P- 
apparently he was very crispy. Dun dun. dun. Uh huh. What do you talk, What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Let's 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 explain. Let's explore that. Maybe maybe when he the uh, he he poked him in the face uh-huh. and his skin just yeah crisped uh-huh. up. So what did you think about that? Did you think that that meant I kind of that the that the mortuary really fucked up the, the no <laughs> no I mean it obviously had meaning within uh-huh. the context of their how they had planned everything. So I think that uh now do you say that now because you've seen the whole movie or in that moment did you think that in that moment? Yeah. In that I mean moment? it was okay. I mean it was I don't I don't want to say it was obvious, but it was obvious when you have a such a strong reaction to a slight touch, mm-hmm. then there there's an intended reaction so so you're you're going to react to that but and i mean i don't know exactly how i would react to it now but i mean what did you what did you think from that like what what did you think uh that suggested since that was my first time watching the movie i i really don't know because no. I, I i mean i'm just being honest no yeah unpacking it now you know uh it's obviously a delicate situation when when you're you know the the main focus you're in the the casket you touch the person in the casket there's a crack and it's a very it's like a uh, a visceral reaction mm-hmm. where you're just like oh and that's what I, I you know I'm not quite at breaking that down yet uh-huh. but uh-huh. but did you think he was that it, that somebody had, might have faked his death? Did you get that? I, from that? I, I didn't. But, you didn't? Okay. but but I mean, it 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 obviously was almost kind of like an overreaction of the skin, and mm. uh, you know when you're touching it, and so so yeah, maybe it could allude to that, but I didn't at that moment yeah. get that. So now, that's and, me. No, no, no. That's no problem at all, especially Just because saying. even listening back to the director's commentary, Yuzna himself had said that they wished that they had had a replica of Blanchard's head to really showcase. Like The idea was he was supposed to touch his face, and then it was supposed to cave in mm-hmm. to truly suggest that what they saw at the funeral was not Blanchard himself. God, okay. I feel so much better because I just... Nope. Oh, yeah, my don't God. Don't worry. I was... <laughs> such a bad explanation you definitely danced around that there for a minute but (laughs) like i said even using it himself said if that don't focus on the technical aspects of it the idea of the story is really supposed to to drive it but yeah no the idea behind that is that blanchard may not really be dead the only problem is the special effects yeah they should have had a replica of him to poke it to actually cave in Gotcha. Yeah, that's but, not what I took away from that at yeah. all. Instead, Either they I was poke his like, face. Uh, it's definitely just you know like a mold that they added on top of his face that cracks. Yeah, but it's just like he's kind of like just like fucked with him. Yeah, Lady Gaga. Yeah, pop 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 poke his face. Poke pop. his face. Yeah. What does the friend <laughs> say? <laughs> God. What uh, does his friend say? They both seem to suggest. Uh, what was it? It's just, just like, a bad uh, job. Or yeah, it's a bad. Yeah. Cremation kind of sucked cremation at that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they just alluded to that. Which is what time. I thought too. I was just like, oh, uh, all right. Really, it was supposed to be a prosthetic, and then it cracks and, and then hollows out. But okay, it's supposed to mean that he's not that he's not really dead. really there. Yeah. Well, and 
stupid Billy did ask the dumb question too. Stupid Billy at the ambulance. Oh, is yes. he dead? Yeah. Did he die? <laughs> or did he I die? Said, did, I, did he Did die? he die? Uh no, we're just um going to put him in the ambulance here yeah. covered in a sheet, completely bloody. But he's, he's probably okay. Well, the EMT don't good. say a word to him. They just look at him. Well, yeah, yeah so that too. They didn't and then the cop gets pissy it. at him. And that cop is pretty familiar, right? Well, when you yeah, go into later at in the, the end. film, right. Okay. So, Doc, might it be a setup? We Sergeant don't really fucking know. Foot or something. Sergeant Foot. Oh, I don't fucking. He's, it's on his. Wow, little... you pay attention to some of the weirdest fucking things. <laughs> yeah, License plate and you. name badges. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sergeant Foot and ear. <laughs> ear. Personalized, personalized tags. So, yeah. yeah. Sergeant Ford, actually. Ford. Oh, yeah. Ford. But anyway. Are you about Sorry. to Google it? You don't no, you don't have to Google, Google it. He's Googling it. He'll be it. No, my God. <laughs> you don't got to do that. <laughs> I don't want to know his fucking name. Yeah. Actually, uh, we even forgot to talk about the creepy scene prior to that. Like, Billy storms off and goes to the funeral. But what are they? The family are hanging out on the bed, getting very intimate. That's the massage the part. Massaging. Yeah. They're all in their underwear on the parents' bed and massaging each other when Billy walks so in. So weird. It's pretty. It's yeah. Pretty fucking creepy, right? And then we get probably one of the best lines that happens to foreshadow for another part of the film, which is one of the best parts of the film too. Is fuck you, butthead. Yes. Yeah, that was. Mm. Fuck you, butthead. I don't know why you would say fuck you and then right. You have a very butthead. hard <laughs> insult at the beginning, and then you soften the shit out of that at the end with a butthead. Butthead. Fuck you. Butthead. Sergeant Burt. Sergeant Burt. I was way off. Wow. Yeah. Okay, never mind. There's not an F in that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Burt. <laughs> Burt. Burt. Uh, so, yeah, they're rubbing at each other. Billy storms off, and he says, fuck you, mom and dad. Fuck you, butthead. Right? And then storms off and goes to the funeral, where, where they do find out that Blanchard may not really, really be dead. Then, you know, at the funeral... We get the the nerdy kid that he debates in the early part of the film, uh, who comes up and says he's got information for him on his family. Yes, right. That's right. Right, and Yuzna in the commentary very much lays out that ninety percent of this film is red herrings. Right, it's all throwing you off the fucking track. Okay, right, because at no point do they really allude to what. No, because he seems to be in the in crowd. Like he yeah. seems to be with the, the yeah the elites, right? Yeah. And, and he, like uh, he shows up in the shunting. He's part of the he's yeah. part of the shunting at the end. Yeah, but he also dies. No, they faked it. Remember, oh. he shows up. Yeah, he shows up later. You know, and it was like, oh, Patrick's dead. You know, this, this and that. And then he shows up on stage. And says, Why are you so crazy? Yeah, that weirded me out too. I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. Red okay. herring. Uh, uh, red herring. Uh, the only reason like I say red herring died. so fucking much is because Yuzna in the commentary was like, red herring. This is a red herring. <laughs> really? He lays it out. He's like, this is a red herring. This is literally what I intended with this shit. Okay. So he's trying to give you more info uh, in, in the sense that you've probably already seen the film anyway. Uh, he doesn't care. He's going to ruin it. Yeah. I don't think anybody, any nobody goes straight to the director's commentary on a film. Well, to, yeah, you're probably right for the first watch, not yeah. for the first watch. And shit, I've watched it ten times, and this is this past weekend was the first time I watched a director's commentary. So, gotcha. I love the movie. Oh, we we kind of jumped the gun on uh, jumped the gun on that. Patrick does uh, does allude that there that he knows a little bit more about his family than Billy 
than Billy knows, right? And can, can confirm some of those things that, you know, uh, Billy got from Blanchard. But then he goes out to meet him, and then uh, they, you know, the, the car's, uh, you know, empty, and there's blood, and, you know, all It's a different sort of car, too. So it's, yeah. Oh. And so he thinks that Patrick's dead. So he goes crazy. He runs around. He shows up at school, and he's like, um, you know, uh, there's a big conspiracy. This guy's dead. And he shows up on stage to prove that it was all just a fucking prank. It's all a prank on, on Billy. And then, uh, and then he's committed. He goes to the hospital, right, where he sits in the hospital. And Milo comes to help break him out. But he doesn't need to because, you know, just like they do at the hospitals, they let you get up, take all the tubes out, and then walk out to your fucking car and then drive home. That part weirded me out, too, because I'm like, okay, what's happening? Did they – because he's really different. You know, when he gets in that car and he's interacting with his friend, he's really different. I'd say it's like a mental break. That's what I got. Oh, okay. It's like a mental break, right? At this point, he's just like, I've been fucked with so much. I was waiting for the whole – what is the the sign on the door? It says his status, and then like what they're gonna do to him, and then on the bottom it says like oh, NPO. Wasn't it enema colonoscopy? It was all fucking <laughs> yes. butt related yes. stuff. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Damn. I'm, I'm glad you fucking on the bottom of that part. Yeah, it's like Shit's nothing per down. orifice. Yeah pretty fucking funny like it would watching that again and you see that you're like holy shit everything is ass related <laughs> yeah i did not think that was him i thought they were gonna pull a fast one and be like oh he got transplanted you know they yeah lobotomized him and now he's no body I, snatcher or i think they're trying to make him go a little crazy and right with that, I don't think there originally was any intention to to involve him in the shunting. But after he starts to pick up on, you know, those things, then they wrap him into the shunting. And and uh, don't worry, we'll we'll talk about the shunting here in a second because it's it's the the piece de resistance of the film. <laughs> Use that term in every episode. True, true. <laughs> That's I would start doing it every episode. We so gotta, we got to get your face when you say that. Piece de resistance. <laughs> So it's shit. It's shit. <laughs> it's the shit. Oh, the shit. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Part of it's pretty shitty, but it's also the shit. No, so so he he runs off. Right, he's back in his jeep. Milo follows him. His buddy Milo follows him while he runs home, and then is dead set on what must be killing his parents. Right, because he's got. Uh, does he have the knife again? Isn't that the? Uh, it's the callback to the dreamlike sequence at yeah. the beginning, right? Where he's <clears throat> yep. dark in his house, he's walking all around. Yeah, and he puts the blade the blade to his thumb. Yeah, and it gets blood on it. And actually, when he turns, there's still blood on it too. Uh huh. Yeah. Nice. Just making sure it's sharp. Uh huh. He gonna use it. He gonna use it. <laughs> he use he's not it. gonna use the Menendez brothers technique. He just oh. he's gonna cut him up. Damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> now we're going to get him up, get him up. He's not going to shotgun him. Uh, He's going to butcher but the, him. But the best though is his parents show up, and he gets that confrontation that he didn't get at the very beginning, right? The, yeah. the very beginning, the dream sequence, he's you know he's cut off when his parents show up. But now his parents shows up, and he says, hi, mom, hi, dad. And then all of a sudden, the lights turn on, and he's grabbed by a bunch of people in fucking tuxedos. The best is like, how the fuck did you not notice all those people were in the house? <laughs> no, right. Or even if, was the back door unlocked? Did they just walk in? They've, all, got, the the, they've all got tuxedos on. Yeah. What's going on? And <laughs> car service out front. And, you know, yeah. like 
What the hell's happening? It's Beverly Hills, man. And then you gonna go to a party in Beverly Hills without a valet? No. Yeah. I don't go to a party in Plano without a valet. <laughs> so they maybe so, Carrollton. So bougie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you guys can explain what happens next. So they so he's been grabbed, and they take one of those dog um, collars. Dog collars, right? The the stick uh, with the lasso on the end for the dog collar, right? And they they tie him up. But what? What what do we say happens from there? Oh, that was a crazy scene. Nice. That's exactly the breakdown we wanted for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just like so much, so much to unpack. So so we do see someone, an ambulance, pull up, mm-hmm. and they pull out a guy who's <laughs> pull out in scrubs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Pull out a guy in scrubs, and they pull bring out. him into the house. And uh, we happen to find out who that is. Who who is it? It's ears. It's ears. ears. He's yeah. back. Yeah, Blanchard. Blanchard was not dead. I always wanted if to call you... him Chad Bennington for some reason. <laughs> the fuck is Chad Bennington? I don't know. Isn't he the the lead singer of Lincoln Park? That was Chester. my last name. No, um, I'm I'm kidding. About Lincoln Park, <laughs> not about not about molesting. You took you took a little far with it, but I'm kidding about. Um, yeah, so we find out that oh shit, he's back with the cats. <laughs> so we find out that you know uh, Blanchard is not dead, and in fact that they have him in the house, and he's the first of the two for the shunting. Yes, yeah, and we don't know what this shunting is yet, just yet. But they do take about five minutes of exposition to explain what the fuck a shunting is. They say, um, now, Ted the Tycoon, you know, says something about, do you remember what he says to Billy about low-class shits? Like, you remember? Something like the rich have been sucking off the poor for as long as there's been time or something like that. Low-class shits like you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you basically got it down. The rich have been sucking off low-class shits like you for, yeah forever yeah and so we find out that the shunting is the peace to uh, well, i'm not gonna say that again i'm not gonna say that again I'm fucking here we pretentious. go peace but, but the shunting right so the aristocrats within the area get together aristocats and they okay. fucking yeah the aristocats that was megan's favorite movie she told me that when we first did when our first date <laughs> so i showed her the real aristocrats this is the real one percent you know th- that's funny the idea is that this is something that you could, maybe not this specifically, is something that you could see the 1% really doing. But, you know, you know that rich elitists are doing weird, wacky shit. I mean, you look at things like Epstein. Allegedly. It's going to be weird like that, what he said. But in the sense of like, okay, the, the super elite, the super wealthy just doing whatever they want yeah. with. Because they can pay for it. Well, yeah. And if if we're talking about Mr. Jeffrey. Going right over the bridge, not you, uh, the other Jeffrey Epstein, going right over the bridge in Palm Beach to get his, you know, $200 massage girls. Mm-hmm. That's that's yep. exactly what happened. Now that we're talking about Epstein, I feel like we, we got to be taking some DMT. We got to be eating, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's eating <laughs> some elk, right? TNT, I'm right? down. Talking about some knives and, uh-huh. you know, yeah. archery. And you just got to go outside. Yeah, that's what that's what beats the virus. You go outside, get some vitamin D, <laughs> <laughs> improve your immune it's system. It's the sun. It's the sun. The sun. Just get the the, sun. If we could just get the sun in your body, 
then we could kill it. No, that's different. Yeah, that's a <laughs> you take it political on that one. But so we we yes, I think that's the same thing. The thing is why people are so quick to believe that the the Clintons have a pizza parlor where in the basement there. Yes, you got a pedo ring going with that, right? Pizza Gate. But you know we know they, that, that they don't have that. It happens. Yeah, they do. Okay, that's why right. that's why people die mysteriously. I thought, <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> people get too close to the story. Die mysteriously. <laughs> yeah, but you know it's it's things that you 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 got to know that that end up happening in that that situation. Like something, not bodies, you know, fucking melding together. But so so the shunting. Let's explain the shunting. So the shunting is. Um, uh, society gets together. So they take David Blanchard, right? And then they throw him in the middle. They throw him in the middle of the crowd and they all start to meld him. They start to rub him and then they start to... That was the weird... Are they eating him? I'm like, what is happening? That's why Ted says, we suck off low-class shit like you. Because literally that's what they're, they're... absorbing him in some sort of sexual manner to right there's there's some sexual gratification there's probably some there's some thrusting well there was some thrusting yeah. at the end of that with uh, uh blanchard yes where the judge finally just finishes him off so what happens is they all meld together right so we this is where we're saying that the special effects are the prime part of it right like everybody has fucking melded together at this point and uh, we we're talking like you know thirty of these people at this party, and Blanchard, who's screaming in agony as they're all sucking you know, low class shit like Blanchard, uh, and absorbing him as a group. But it's kind of the idea is what what happened you know in the audio tapes is they all mill together and then you know break that out, break back out, and then you know they're separate again. But the special effects are. Probably the best character in this whole fucking movie, in my opinion. It's, uh, it is latex. It is methicel. Basically, uh, that slimy shit that covers everything is, is methicel, except for his head. Which He's one? laying down, and his head is upright. Yeah, which yeah, is that's really disconcerting. It's like he has no neck or. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably because he's, he's... He's, yeah, underneath it. Yeah, he's underneath it. So they said they had to hollow out the couch. And so he's he's tucked into a portion of the couch. And that's just, you know, his head is hanging out there. But the thing itself was actually, you know, rubber latex. And it's about... Uh, it's a 12-person puppet. It takes a fucking 12 oh, people yeah. to oh, man shit. that fucking thing. Jeff yeah, is, we're Jeff losing right? Jeff. <laughs> Oh, well, we are going up on like two and a half hours here. Two twenty-one. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> at all. Almost there. there. Fuck it. You want to go for another three hours on this? Fuck yeah, no. let's go. The best is Usna insisted on Usna. the shunting scene. The early roots came from a show that he used to watch when he was a kid called Doctor X, and it had a part in it where it, he had like synth- synthetic skin, and it. It gave him nightmares, basically. It gave him nightmares of some fleshy transformations and melding, that sort of thing. And so for him, the idea was, what about something? I, I want something in this film that's something that I haven't seen before. And for him, that, that meant, you know, his his nightmares and his fears around these, like, weird fleshy transformations. And so nice. um, on top of that, he said he always liked Dali, a lot of 
you know, weird surrealist artwork. So, you know, what's, what's something that I haven't seen is a real life Dolly painting, I guess. And so that's part of the idea of incorporating it into the film. And then even on top of that, the idea that like the shunting the name itself, so we mentioned that a couple of times, but it's actually um, the, the origin came from one of the writers and they don't really know exactly what, what came from it. But it's, they don't it's even say shunting. the word in there, do they? No, they do. Oh, do they? They do. Yeah. Oh, they, and when they talk about Ted the Tycoon, they call him, you know, the master of the hunt, the king of the shunt. Oh, gosh. How corny. Yeah. I don't the like Ted's, Ted the Tycoon. Ted's a tycoon, man. He's Ted fucking, the Tycoon. What's Ted his last tycoon? name? Uh, Ferguson. Ferguson. Ted the Tycoon Ferguson. <sighs> um, Teddy. The best, though, is so this, the filming for this scene alone took three days three days and you know uh funny what jeff uh mentioned earlier about about putting a sign on shit and people saying uh using it himself put a sign out outside the studio that said abandon all hope ye who enter here for the consecutive days of filming on that just to kind of give them a dark spell yeah or just i'm glad you said something there was some weird awkward silence for like a <laughs> split like, second i was like oh like, that's not interesting to anybody that else <laughs> yeah no it was it was just uh, i guess a gag for him because everybody happens to be it was three days of filming on this thing so i'm sure you know everybody's like oh great we're we're back in this fucking puppet thing and it ties to what no uh, what billy was saying earlier too is that you know the at first it's all fun right it's really interesting the scenes itself are really interesting but then by hour two to three of being in that makeup Everyone's starting to hate it, you know, covered in that methicel, which oh, is that slimy it's shit. Be warm as hell. Yeah. Funny thing is, too, uh, uh, Billy mentions that he found oh, out. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> he found out that that stuff is used in jelly donuts, and he said he hasn't no. used it. He hasn't eaten a jelly donut <laughs> since. <laughs> that didn't look. I love jelly donuts, but it's it's just cellulose. It's it's actually uh, some of it's made by like Sugar? Dupont. R- looking well, it up. Mm. Uh, I'm going to I'm fucking going to Dunkin' Donuts right after I leave here. Right? Yeah. Get jelly you donuts. donuts. You know cigars. What's uh what's it, uh, the gel that you put in the in your humidor? They've got the But it's in food. They use it in food. Now it's we're a food cigar production. podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sound like me when you say that. Take it, <laughs> wait a second, you're taking my fucking wait, line. You wait a second. Oh, let me get my voice into this. Ah. <laughs> you know that you kind of sound like uh, what's his name from Men in Black, the fucking <laughs> <laughs> Rip Torn. <laughs> oh no, it's not Rip Torn. I was thinking the villain, uh, the cockroach. Oh guy. yes, but, but kind of yes. that definitely sounds. That sounds more like Rip Torn and fucking Freddy Got Fingered. Where he says, "Get the fucking." <laughs> Daddy, would you like some sausage? No, it, the Daddy, the, like the line from Men in Black when he goes something about hurting my friends or something like that. Ah, I told you not to do that. Yeah. Oh God, it's been so fucking long since I've seen Men in Black. I don't remember that oh. at all. Dang. Okay, we get to where I I don't know a scene. But the best is so the extras in the entirety of the shunting scene. Right, we get a planet like. Tons of old people all dressed in tuxedos and dresses and fine garb. Turns out the extras in the scenes were crew and friends, friends of the crew, because they didn't have the budget to hire extras. So they wow. <laughs> it was, and even on top of that, they asked the extras to bring their own tuxedos. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, they had to bring their own tuxedos. They had um, $2 million. Yeah. 
I'm sure that gets that gets yeah, used up so I guess. quick, especially in the late '80s. Yeah, you yeah. know. Well, like I said that special effects budget. Two thirds of that was eat up all that shit. cocaine budget. Maybe. Yeah, 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 you know they got to be doing pure of, cocaine. Plenty of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pure Bogota booyah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I would. That's, well, <laughs> that's what Rob Lowe said on again back to Rogan. He said it was just it was a standard, and yeah. those were the guys you'd get it from. The really? extras, or sorry, not the extras, but like the the crew, yeah, the boom mic people, yeah, boom, the, the runners and whatnot, yeah. Here comes a boom, yeah. <laughs> That's probably how those guys can can do all that fucking work because you know they're working, yeah, constantly. Yeah, they yeah. do the well, yeah. Anyway, Usna said that he really wanted older uh, people who looked respectable for the show. That's why there's so many old people in the, you know, in the extras. But they all had to agree to take off their clothes. I am with you there. Don't you set that down yet. They all had to agree to take off their clothes and get all that methicellulose all over them. <laughs> so think about asking your grandma, like, hey, Do I you want to come? You were in a movie, right? Yeah. Grandma's like, yeah, don't watch society unless you want to see my saggy tits. <laughs> God. We're not going to hear I that exactly. Again, that's exactly the exact conversation I had with my grandmother. One of the funny things is, Yuzna uh, said, Specifically, he said, uh, when you get a bunch of people in a room and turn on a camera, hell, they'll do almost anything. And that's what he meant in regards to getting all the extras to do all the really fucking wacky shit that they do for for the whole shunting scene. It makes you think of Nathan for you. Oh, yeah? Right. I mean, Lucas and I are big fans of Nathan for you. I don't know if you ever watched it, Jeff, but uh, it's fucking hilarious. And what he can get those unsuspecting business owners to do is just absolutely insane because there's a fucking camera and the same thing we talked about the families right the families will let subject their kids to anything as long as they're in front of a camera and it's gives them exposure you know quote unquote or whatever else for the movie industry because they're thinking hey i'm gonna get a quick buck off my kids Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so it, it to me immediately made me think about nathan for you because you know he got he got all these extras to just cover themselves in fucking this goo jelly this donut fucking slime yeah and then you get yeah you know some extras took it an extra step and you got that one old lady you know taking the 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 worms and dropping them in her mouth and stuff oh. like that you gotta like you gotta love that commitment man that yeah. scene was grody yeah that's how you fucking get on screen though that's how you you go from being in the back of the shot to being right up front yeah. you gotta do that weird shit <laughs> would you eat worms for Get in front of the camera, Jeff? No. No. <laughs> you don't give a fuck that much. I mean, I'm just being honest. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Brian did say, uh, Brian Usen said it was it was like spaghetti The first name basis, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're chums. We're chums. You know, he fucking, he came here and he did a screening of Society at the Texas Theater downtown. I was there. Uh no, you weren't, because I had to miss it because Megan made me go to a birthday party of somebody Fucking at the salon. And whose I, birthday party was it? Uh, yours. <laughs> we can't say because Jeff is on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> now the girls will probably listen and they'll be like, "All right, I don't even care." Ooh, ooh, we went to Mikasina and nothing happened. We're all just sitting around. I was like, "God damn it!" I couldn't meet Brian Usna. I would have fucking left. I mean, I'm sorry. I hope it wasn't for my birthday. It was. God damn it. it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, your birthday was a shit ton of fun. I enjoyed that. But we I went feel to, bad. We went to Lava Cantina for that one. That one was yeah. fun. 
We didn't go to Mikasena. It was somebody else's. Or maybe it was an after it was an after work party or something. I, I don't know. Something. Megan was like, you got to go. And I was like. Then we get to the fucking, probably one of my favorite parts, that is the bed scene, right? So he, uh, so Billy. Oh, yeah. Seeing all this oh, happen. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. Billy's seeing all this happen to Blanchard. And he runs upstairs. <laughs> and his psychiatrist follows him up there. Yeah. The best is the, the psychiatrist the follows him creepy. up there. He's got that, that, that dog collar, right? And, uh, you know, Billy's trying to get in these rooms. Psychologist is up there, and he's he's fallen up there. His face is already a little fucking weird. But just before he goes into the room, what do you remember what happens? What what uh, what the psychologist's face turns into? No. It's the fucking hand. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's yes. He's got the two fingers out, and it comes yeah. at him and, and shit. And then his yeah. hand turns into that as well, and it yeah. stretches out to yes. try and catch it. I do it. remember yeah. that. Yeah, that's a fucking... Uh, we can't skip over that, because that is some stellar fucking special effects work on that. That hand is fucking crazy. His head turns into this hand for anybody who hasn't seen it. And and then the hand stretches out to, to try and catch him before he runs into the room where his parents are at. Where we have and his probably, sister and his parents and his sister, yeah. And what Lucas, I'd love to hear you describe what <laughs> what we what we fucking see when he runs into his his parents' room. Well, his mom and his sister have become one. They're melded. They mm. are m- melded. Yes, that's a good word. With the father too, because his no. arms. Oh, oh yes, yeah. But the father is separate. Father is separate. But the, the father's arms. legs. But it's the father's arms. Down for the legs. Yes. So Damn. mother's top half. And then mom, or I'm sorry, sister's face comes out of the fucking <laughs> its crotch. Yep. And says something to him. Uh, Smart yeah. Alec. That's another one of those things where Brian Eusen <laughs> said, yeah, where Brian Eusen says that the the audio didn't pick up kind of what he he'd wanted to say. And it said something about edible fantasies, uh, indulge in them. Yeah, something like that. But... Pretty kind of weird thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a great line, but she delivers it so fast, and the audio doesn't pick it up well it enough. It didn't make any of, sense. Yeah. yeah. Was just, it says, if you have any edible fantasies you want to indulge. <gasps> that, I yeah, think that's exactly is, what it was. the time. Yes, something, yes. The time is now or something. Yep, like and it was like, yeah. what? Yeah, what the fuck? What what it was delivered so fast. Yeah, you're just like, I don't know what the fuck. Uh, yeah, and then that. he walks over or looks over at Dad, who yeah. is literally just legs and a butt, and... Dad says to Billy, "Now who's the butthead?" Oh, you're so <laughs> close. He goes, he says, "Oh no, I guess says, you're right. I am a butthead." That's what he says. <laughs> I am a butthead. Yes. Jeff, what did you think about that scene? Did 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 the payoff for you <laughs> was it worth sitting through an hour and ten minutes? A hundred percent. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. Because it was just so. Subtle, but uh-huh. still, but still, fucking yeah. pretty fucking egregious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so amazing! Uh, I am a butthead. I am a butthead. How is that not on t-shirts? Now that is great. That it would be fucking sweet, and I would wear that shirt in a fucking <laughs> heartbeat. But uh, that is precisely what was on one of those DVD covers. Is uh. his is his face, which I guess it's you know his face in between butt plaster butt cheeks. So, you know, it's not really a butt, but I was pretty surprised that they could get that on a, you know, on a DVD cover yeah. for, for the movie. Um, either way, he's a, he really is a butt head. 
<laughs> bizarre. Yeah. No, it's uh, that's one of my favorite parts of it. Like that, you know, the setup and the fucking payoff on that joke is so great. Especially because when you're listening to it earlier, when he says, fuck you, butthead. Yeah. You don't, uh, like we said earlier, right? Why, why say, fuck you, and then... Butthead. Tail in that with the softest insult. You could think like a grade school insult. Yeah. You know, with butthead. But it, it pays off so well at the end when you're like, holy shit. They they had that queued up. You know, the the scene there, uh, from there, he runs out of the room. And then uh, we get in the, the final showdown, right? Between uh, Billy and Ted the Tycoon Ferguson. Yes. Ted the Tycoon. And it's a, fi- it's a final battle. They duke it out. Final fight. Right. What uh what what happens on that? I guess if you I mean you talk w- about turning inside out. Well that's all I remember from that's the end of it. I, they're like talking and he like lures them in close yeah. enough to where he can, you know make out with him. Go straight. Oh. Yeah. Well, well you missed the make out part. No, I Ted yeah. kisses him and then Well actually I guess that ties in right. He kisses Belly him boy. and then he punches him from below. And that's where his face starts to. Oh yeah, the, his lip face is, part the lips too. are are. That part is so and bizarre. It wiggles so perfectly, like, you know that that's that's that latex rubber. Well, uh, and texture. he it was just like. Yes, uh, we need to make this a visual podcast. We gotta we gotta <laughs> see that face Jeff made for that. <laughs> <laughs> Final showdown. They're fucking fighting, and you know they're for some fucking reason. Ted decides to make out with with Billy, and the best is Ben Meyerson is the actor's name. And as I was listening to the commentary, there he was saying that it was almost like a full on make out. It was almost like a full on French kiss between the two. They said that they got along really well. So that's the funny part is that you know they're polar opposites throughout the whole film. Like they, you know, he's the bully. You know, Billy's the the protagonist that you really feel for. Uh, but it turns out they they really hit it off, and they were they were good friends through through taping, you know, through filming for the movie. Ted the Tycoon and Billy. Ted the motherfucking Tycoon. Kirk Cameron Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. The the battle's pretty one sided, right? Billy's getting his ass kicked. He's getting fucking whooped, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Ted wants to Ted wants to kiss him to just fucking rub it in that he's whooping ass. But then Billy takes his hand and he fucking <clears throat> punches up straight from groin and gets yeah. his hand up his up his sphincter hole and <laughs> you know pushes all the way through his Billy's eyeballs. Voice, voice box, eyeballs, yeah. yeah. Pushes all that shit out. And then yeah. pulls it right through. Pulls it out. <laughs> inside <laughs> out. Full on inside out tycoon. He inside outed him. No, the funny thing is, you mentioned it earlier, but there are worms on the inside, and you know, really, it it just looks like a, a latex suit, right? Like it looks like a latex filler with you know shit on the inside. Ripped it out. So I, apparently, Brian using it tried to insert a lot of slugs in there, but it didn't really. They were too small, and it didn't really give that that look to it. You know, when you're filming like that, it's not necessarily maybe about the you know, not the slugs itself that really do it, but it's the look, right? And so they said, uh, he said, looking back on it, he would have loved to actually get eels and oh, put on the oh. inside. <laughs> oh, that would have been nasty. Too. Yeah, it would have driven home the kind of giant right worm or a slug kind of feel to it that that he that he had intended on. But and then that's that's it, right? He he fucking whoops the shit. He flips Ted the 
fucking Tycoon Ferguson inside out. And then he, Clarissa, and Milo end up running out of the house. They get in the car and they just drive off. Well, and then the judge says something. Yeah, the he judge. says, uh, uh, he says, uh, looks like I'm going to need a new lock, lock intern or, or summer intern. clerk yeah. or something like that because he got, he's got <laughs> because turned, inside got turned inside out. Uh, yeah. Now, that's the best part of it, too, is that, you know, it goes to show that it doesn't matter what they did. Nobody's going to fucking believe the kids. They go <laughs> run and tell the police that, hey, society, like these these group of aristocrats are you know, sucking off low-class shits like us, right? And nobody's going to fucking believe him. Yeah. Nobody's going to believe him. So nobody chases after them. Nobody cares. And all the judge can say is, I guess I want to need a fucking new law clerk this summer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're going to need somebody different in Washington. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then cue credits. Boom. That's End it. Film. End film. Yeah, it's a it's an abrupt ending. I didn't yeah. feel like it had the... The uh, best ending, but uh, I'm gonna disagree. I think it's perfect. It's perfect because it it goes to show, right? Uh, precisely, like I said, there's no there's no resolution. There's no yeah. There's no resolution because you get you get those elitist those aristocrats in everywhere, right? It's not just Beverly Hills, and who's gonna stop them, right? Who's gonna stop them? Nobody's gonna fucking believe you. There's no I'm answer. Sure there's plenty of girls who are saying nobody answers. believed me when fucking I was trying to tell people about Epstein, you know that sort of thing. <laughs> I hate to keep tying it back to that, but but it is it is really what what that makes makes me think of there. Now we wrapped up the film. What what do you guys think? Final yeah. final thoughts on the film. I loved it. You loved it. Would I you, would you watch it again? Yes, and I, I mean only <laughs> from the perspective of the fact that I I don't I don't know how to explain it, but I just really enjoyed seeing how everything came out <laughs> and with that said i would still go back and look at i don't i didn't well, like I just foreshadowing the, no i just how it's how it's made kind of thing is that, is that i i just i feel like everything that was laid out i would totally no it's okay no, no i can just hear the little <laughs> so diesel the mic is it yeah no i mean i'm i'm with you on that i think there's i think there's a lot of charm to the film that most i don't know granted i'm a huge fucking fan of this movie i like the weird absurdist shit but i think it's something that everybody can appreciate especially the amazing special effects at the i mean that to me surpasses especially early CGI. I know I've fucking, I've ranted about that shit before in, in the podcast, so maybe I, I don't do it again. But, you know, that beats out early CGI. There are early CGI that does not hold up as well as the special effects done in this film that yeah. I think, uh, you know, anybody who watches this could at least appreciate that, even if it's weird, absurd shit. Um, I think as far as wanting a film that maybe throws you a fucking curveball, if you're if you're tired of the cookie cutter type films, even horror has a problem with turning into super cookie cutter type films. If you're wanting something that breaks that kind of norm, society is that. It is. It gives you that. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier. It gives you that fucking high school coming of age kind of movie feel to it until the last thirty minutes when it hits you in the fucking <laughs> head with the most absurd shit that you you end up seeing. And 
you know, I, I think there's there's levels to it. I I think it's an underrated jam of you know the late late eighties early nineties. It's such a it's such a great film, but you do have to look past a lot of those technical aspects, right? Like the the parts of that. I think if you if you look at it as like yeah, this is the the director's first time directing a film, he's got experience in it, but it's overall vision of it plus the the special effects masterpiece at the end is enough for me to look past some of those really goofy parts and for me to to get past some of that corniness in the beginning i think actually the, the corniness itself gives a lot of endearing part to it but here here i'm here i'm fucking ranting what what, what did you <laughs> what did you think lucas what would you watch it again i would watch it again yeah well, i mean it's there's parts of it that are entertaining. It might be entertaining for a different reason for me, yeah. just because they're laughable and yeah. a little bit. Well, cheesy. we know why Jeff wants to watch it again. He just wants to see Devin Vasquez doing the. <laughs> Where'd she go? Doing the anyway? basic instinct. Where'd she uh, end up? She's in a couple other things, but it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't much either. Yeah, she was yeah. basic instinct too. You can buy autographed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> basic instinct too. Fucker. You can buy autographed uh, pictures of her. From her website, she's got a full website and everything. She on what? What's I, that? Uh, cameo I would love site too. Yeah, she is on cameo. No way. She is on cameo. Damn it! I'm so uh, I'm upset. Yes, because uh. for your birthday, I was gonna get her to say, "You want me to? Oh, what is it? What do you like in your tea, <laughs> Lucas? <laughs> you want me to pee in your like, tea? Cream? Sugar? You think anybody asks you her want that? Me to pee in it? I I don't know if she'd say. She's that. from I, Baton Rouge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, actually, she's uh, Baton Rouge, and she's got a little bit of Spanish and Creole. Okay. Yeah, well, I, mean, I can see that. Being Louisiana, yeah. Boy, she looks Creole. a lot different now. But anyway. It's a bit different. I yeah, mean, it was interesting movie. Again, you know, I, I hear, you know, your different take yeah. on it. I just, yeah, I just have a different, different perspective than... But you have a more understanding of it now with... Uh, having seen it all too, and then it seems like I always have a different appreciation after getting more of the in-depth stuff. And you know, at least this one I understood. Mm-hmm. You knew what was going on. I didn't understand exactly who was what in some of the little stuff, but I knew what the hell was happening. You knew yeah. who the major characters were, what's going on, and kind of how the plot is developing. But again, the the end is what. Really throws it all into a which you're which you're right spin. definitely different than uh, I know your experience with the Beyond right which was oh gosh definitely yeah. definitely admittedly tougher to follow a lot of a lot more hard cuts a lot of storyline jumps around a little bit but yeah you're right this Dubbing. is much more yeah linear <laughs> yes type film yeah, there you go that's probably a better word for it this mm. was way linear yeah yeah progresses a little bit differently but. Um, well, there we go. We talked a little bit about the movie itself. We wrapped up with uh, with the shunting, probably the best, uh, I think, the best 30 minutes in, in horror history. Um, I guess a little bit about the reception of the film. So Usna actually said himself that in the American sense, I know we talked about that a little bit earlier, but it plays a little bit more like a Heathers. While from a maybe more of an international um type aristocratic horror slash art house sense, it'd be closer to a Salo. Salo or 120 Days of Sodom. Now that's one I'm going to make you watch. Maybe Jeff gets involved with that one. I was thinking about that for this one, but the girls were like, uh, Jeff may not want to watch a movie about people eating poop. 
Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we decided on society, but uh, uh, that's that's the idea there. And and admittedly, he was never really too worried about censorship. Usina uh, just wanted to make the film that he thought was the case. Now he did deal a little bit with censorship uh, in the U.S. The U.K. surprisingly, you know, we talk about it every every podcast is you deal with the the video nasties, right? The U.K. wanted to label everything a video nasty, and they wanted to limit the the release of it right you remember what was a cannibal holocaust got like a week and then they shut it all down and then you know you got fine exorbitant fees and and jailed if you you screened it right that that sort of thing well this the uk just said fuck it you know play it play it uncut and they played it in 89 right i mean you and i were talking about that earlier jeff is that uh, in the u.s it wasn't released until actually 92 the UK was more liberal on this one than we were in that, you know, they just let it happen. I think the idea was that it's all super sensationalized and it's, it's very fictional, right? The, the, the idea is it's not something that could really happen versus if oh, it yeah, was something totally. more realistic than they might cut it out, right? Like cannibal Holocaust, right? Yeah. Like that is something that they thought was a snuff film. And so, right. you know, they got, got banned. But the idea is it's so supernatural that it couldn't possibly be realistic, so they let everything happen. And from what it sounds like in the U.S. cut, they had to cut the judge uh, fisting uh, David Blanchard. We didn't even truly talk about that part, but the judge fists David Blanchard and then pops his eyeballs out, you know, uh, on that part with his hand. Well, I'm sorry. I'll leave the special effects of the the master over here. Fucking Police Academy 10 over here. (laughs) But uh, it's something that I don't know if that necessarily got cut out, but they did say that they had to dial it back. Uh, Usina said they had to dial that part back to get the MPAA rating of uh, an R rating. And then even on top of that, they said the actor, you know, that plays David Blanchard, hammed that scene up so much like he he said himself he's like i wanted to take that as far as i could take it and screaming and like wailing and they had to cut a lot of that out because it was too much like he people thought it was real it sounds like i don't know if they did test screenings of that so i don't huh. know whether or not they actually really thought people might have thought it was real but they said to they edited it down a little bit and then they added the light music that's why you get the um, we get that Eaton Boat song come back in and the opera, right? You sit and listen to that through this whole thing. And it's it's so weird. Like the combination makes you feel, feels like your skin's crawling. And you're just like, <laughs> what the fuck am I listening to and watching simultaneously? But so they add that light music onto it to actually dial it down a little bit and give it a little bit more of a, like a comedic play, I guess you'd say. I, I don't know exactly. Maybe not comedic, but like really dial back. Yeah. How intense. A less he anxiety. Yeah. To ease it in. Yeah. yeah. Like we said, though, the f- filming finished in 1989, but it actually didn't get that theatrical release in the U.S. until 1992. And I actually watched a couple of interviews with Billy Warlock where he actually states that uh, you know, he'd worked on Society before getting a spot on Baywatch, but Baywatch actually premiered before Society because of how long it took for them to release it in in the U.S. But in the U.K., though, it got released pretty much Im- immediately. And this is while he's on uh, Baywatch. And so he and, uh, uh, what's her name, Alaniac, or uh, the, the 
yeah. girl he was engaged to at the time. They uh, flew out for the premiere in the UK, and this is the first time he really felt like a celebrity because the paparazzi, as he landed in the UK, went nuts for those two. Uh, went nuts for yeah, those because it had been there for a few years. Yeah. yeah. But surprisingly, in the UK, they loved. They loved society. They loved it. Uh, it got a better reception in the UK than it did in the US, which is, which is unfortunate because I think it's a fantastic film, and we we're just slower to catch up on it. And now it's actually uh, it's made a bit of a resurgence in the past couple of years. In that you know, uh, Arrow had the release back in like was twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, uh, something like that, where they where they re released it. That really has has picked up cult fame again. So you guys might like this. So the Variety review. No, no, you don't think so. <laughs> the Variety review came out while it was circling through canon, like it, they con. con. <laughs> Sorry, I keep fucking up. All right, we're gonna start start Is that from the wrath. Let's start from ten. Con, con, the wrath of con. Now, so the variety review came out while it was circling through con, and I guess part of that is you got the festival circuit, and then you do have a a circuit where the films play, and you try and pick up a um, you know pick up distributors, yeah, you know, things like that. You you try and pick up somebody who will distribute your your film. While it was going through that circuit, Usno was actually already starting to film Bride of the Reanimator, and the reviews through Variety came in, and, and they were bad. They were pretty bad. Best is Variety wrote uh, that Society was an extremely pretentious, obnoxious horror film that unsuccessfully attempts to introduce kinky sexual elements into extravagant makeup effects. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're not that sums, wrong. Does that sum it up pretty good, Jeff? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> but Empire Magazine is, um, I mean, I, I feel like it's still pretty popular here, but I guess it's a really, really big magazine in the UK, but listed it as top 50 most grossest scenes in film history. You know, you actually loved it because Society made number one on list and they actually dedicated a two-page spread to that and unlike john waters and saying <laughs> making somebody puke was his his uh emmy or was his it was his grammy uh the in the commentary the the moderator the host whatever asks him if that was his his grammy he says not necessarily but it was certainly a highlight of making movies <laughs> <laughs> um, with that though, Tom Tunney, the the uh, writer of said article, I think, uh, specifically said that society was way ahead of its time. This is a balls out satire on the disgraceful layers that can lurk beneath the Avon surface. This is anti Ferris Bueller and fiendishly funny. Oh, nice. Do you like do it. you find it to be anti Ferris Bueller? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You think I like it? love it? Yeah. Anti-hero kind of like yeah. fucking uh, like the Punisher, right? Yeah, this is the Punisher yeah, sure. to, to uh, you know, Spider-Man. But um, yeah, there uh, on top of that, there was a sequel plan, but it really never took off the ground. Can you guys guess what the name was going to be? Punisher <laughs> Part Two. No, is it Society Two? Body modification. Oh, oh. okay. Well. Yeah. It's not very it's not very original on there. No. <laughs> it's like, yeah, way to go. Society two. Body modification. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's that's the film. Uh I'm gonna say for me, as everybody fucking knows at this point, if you listen to any fucking episodes, I'm gonna tell you, watch the fucking movie because I picked it and I thought it was fucking great. But thoughts on you guys is in. Would you watch it again? 
Would you recommend it to friends? I would. I'd yeah. watch it again. Yeah. You'd watch it again. I don't know if I'd recommend it. I'd say watch it once. Yeah. yeah. Definitely experience To everybody. It. To everybody or only people in specific? Oh, no. Not everybody. You got to have like a good open mind. Not somebody who's too conservative. No. You got to know. shut down immediately. But, but isn't it kind of like a prank? Right? Like you, uh, you want to. Like the whole first half of the movie, you say, hey, this is like. It's like Heather's. It's like Ferris Bueller. Right? Yeah, but as soon as and you then, get to the weird, you know, yeah. sex stuff, that's, yeah. yeah, it might turn a lot of people ha. off. Now, this, this is, I think, where we do disagree. I love, I think, you know, uh, we, we've talked about it before, but film that makes you feel something in specific. I don't need, I don't need something that makes 100% of sense. I mean, I, mean, I like a lot of art house and, you know, 90% of the time that, that makes no fucking sense at all. But if it, if it, uh, creates a feeling if it creates an emotion coming out of it it's to me it's um it's way more interesting than these cookie cutter movies that come out that are literally um you know yeah. easy bake oven ready to fucking <laughs> pop out and marvel it, it does that so bad every movie it doesn't matter who they bring in like you know they try to bring in edgar wright for uh ant-man and he had too uh too many ideas that were just too uh too wild and they fucking booted him and they brought in somebody who could give them that cookie cutter bullshit. Um, so for me, having something that's that's different is is more fun. No, well, hey, guys, this was fun. I, I hope you guys love society as much as I fucking do. I think and we have ways to go to get to that point. What is society? <laughs> what is that? Society. What is society? Yeah. The film we just watched together? What is that? Society. We live uh, in a society. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I no, like it. Yeah, I fucking I I am right there with you. It's the movie for the fucking one percent. No, but seriously, thank you for listening. You specifically. This one fucking person. You know who you are. Thank you for fucking listening to our podcast. Subscribe and leave a review. Because I know you liked it. You one specific person. Unless you're a fucking aristocrat. Then, then, then you I'm, don't want him to. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm on to you. I'm on to you. Oh. Don't you? Don't you fucking dare? Cause you're gonna leave us a one star review. Cause you're That's a fucking me. aristocrat. You're a fucking aristocrat, Jeff. I don't know. That's, uh, I'm fucking on to you too. Okay. I'm fucking on to you too. Uh, follow us on social media stuff: Facebook, Instagram, all that at Horrible Podcast. This was Horrible Podcast. Signing out. All right. Is that that what people say? (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.